This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, it's a Nick Cage double feature. Geek Boner. As we deliver listener-sponsored reviews of two of the greatest action movies of the 90s. I'm talking about Con Air and Face Off. All that in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, September 5th, 2022. <laughs> you know who this is, and you know why you're here. You want all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news, and by God, you found it. Forget everything else out there. Forget all the Scientology bullshit. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. Worship at the feet of the holy trio of geekdom. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Play it. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. What's up, listener? How's it going? Uh, welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And joining us is a fella who also likes to buy dinosaur bones and owes the IRS money. Some know him as Dickless Cage, but we call <laughs> we call him Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? You know, just because I'm dickless doesn't mean I can't please a woman. I can eat a peach for hours. <laughs> oh, that's quite an image. <laughs> that's, that's quite an image. Yes, it's a very special episode here. Excuse me. Hi. Dead. Hi. <laughs> What'd you say, dead? Yeah. What does that mean? What? Oh, you guys, you guys don't dead know. Ass? Dead. Is that short for dead ass? Does that mean that dead you ass, liked it yeah. or, or, or did you did not like it? No, dead is dead is usually a compliment. Like you oh, say okay. something that's a little risque and you go dead. Dead. Not even like you, I'm Now the dead. kids just do skull and crossbones. Oh, that means dead. Oh. You killed me. You're like you're killing yeah. on stage. It's, dead, yeah, dead ass. Or you killed me. Yeah, it's so good. It's it's just been contracted. It's not even like, oh, my God, I'm dead. from die. It's just dead. Dead. Yeah, got it. Not even and you, dead. And, you either, you, and then it was misspelled. It was D E D. Yeah. So and then and then there's now it's just skull and cross. No, it's not even words or letters. Yeah. yeah. I like always confuse them with like dead being like crickets. Like you know, like oh, no, nobody's no, that, dead. Is, dead is pretty. Dead is like dead on arrival. The joke. Yeah. Was. Dead is dead is good. Dead is you said something that was so controver- like controversial or, or risque or, or just you hit it right on the head. All right. Um, there yeah. you go. Yeah, all right, good. Dead is good. Nicholas no Cage. No cap. Big facts. No cap. All the way. What are we doing this week, fellas? Well, look, listener, you've seen the title of this episode. Why does it say Nick Cage double feature Con Air and Face Off reviews? Uh, it's kind of random, but there's a reason. A couple of reasons, actually. We have a lovely fan club uh, on Patreon. Jockinerd.com slash Patreon will take you there. Jockinerd! And for the tier, you pick a tier and higher, you get to pick choose any movie you want want us to watch force us to watch anything and review it so this week we have a double feature this uh, uh, review sponsored by patreon supporter and listener jose ibarra wanted jose. nick cage double feature con air and face off jose has been a patron for 52 months oh shit Whoa. Yeah. Like, oh <laughs> That Jeez. is amazing to Jose. I got to give him this. Great ass. Whoa. Absolutely. Wow. Um, <laughs> that's Nick wow. Cage giving you a compliment. Take it. 
Uh, but the other reason, Anthony, I think this is a nice warm-up, a nice tease to a certain tournament we are preparing for. Yeah, we are in the midst of battle right now as we are prepping for the 90s action tournament. And if you listened to the Patreon where we picked the movies, you'll know that we picked three Nick Cage movies. And the double feature we are reviewing today are two of those movies that are going to be in the tournament, Face Off and Con Air. So it's appropriate. It's appropriate, and uh, it's wild. These movies are wild. This is going to be a lot of fun. Let's get started with Con Air from 1997. Both movies, by the way, came out the same year. Which is, really? Yes. They're both Holy from 1997, shit. which is insane to begin with. Con Air, here's your spoilers for this movie if for some reason you've never seen it. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Con Air currently on the Rotten Tomatoes, uh, out of 70 reviews, it's sitting at 57%. Ooh. Tomato blasphemous. Right? 5.7 out of 10. Audience giving it 75% uh, better. But yeah, 57%. This movie was made for $75 million, $1997, and finishes uh, box office worldwide $224 million, which that's not bad. That's not bad. The movie is directed by Simon West. In his first feature movie project directing, he uh, came from music videos, as a lot of these guys did. Uh, and famously, you guys know what video he directed, the, the infamous video? The Rick Roll. Yes, that's correct. Oh, oh no he, kidding. He gave the world <laughs> the Rick Roll directing that low budget, never going to give you up, Rick Ashley. That video tells a story. Never going to give, way. never going to give. If you pay attention... He goes to this like restaurant and he's like singing and there's like a dude like behind the bar and he's like looking up at this. Who's this white guy singing? And all of a sudden, by the end of the fucking thing, he's dancing. He's dancing to the music because he's feeling Rick Astley's groove. Simon West telling epic stories. Simon West did the the best Expendables movie, Expendables 2. Yeah, he goes on to do the Expendables and uh, what's it? The Laura Croft Tomb Raider. Uh, And he's working on some stuff that's still coming out. Uh, and uh, the movie does get Oscar nominations for Best Sound. And, of course, Trisha Yearwood's How Do I Live uh, wins an Oscar uh, forever, putting that in jukeboxes and annoying everyone. <laughs> this is also a Jerry. That song was also sung by Leanne Rimes. Oh, is it Leanne Rimes? She did that like no, they later. Both, they both did it. Oh, they yeah. both recorded it. Was, oh. Not together, but they have both have different Whose version is more popular? Leanne Rimes. I don't care. Oh, it's Leanne Rimes. Okay. <laughs> it's a fine song. Jerry Bruckheimer producing. So, you know, there was a lot of cocaine being done when this movie was getting made. Uh, the movie stars Nick Cage, of course, we said, as uh, convict Cameron Poe. Uh, and it's got a crazy, crazy eclectic cast. John Cusack, John Malkovich, McKelty Williamson, uh, Bing Rames, Dave Chappelle. Steve Buscemi, Danny Trejo, uh, amongst others. It's a crazy. <laughs> the Trejo is in this. Yeah. Uh, crazy cast. Anthony, what happens in Con Air? Con Air is die hard on a plane with convicts. <laughs> Pretty much. Very good. Very straightforward. <laughs> that's that's basically you're, what it is. You kind of nailed if, it. If you want me to get into it, it's no. Nicolas Cage is an ex-military guy who gets put in jail for killing somebody and on the day of his last day in jail he's on a plane with convicts that are getting transported to a new jail 
for whatever reason, he's on this plane with the most dangerous people in the world. And said most dangerous people in the world, led by Cyrus the Virus, Cyrus. by John Malkovich, hijacked the plane and, as mentioned, it's Die Hard on a Plane with Convicts. And there you go. Prisoners on a Plane, Anthony, why do you love this movie so much? I know your feelings on this movie. You've mentioned yeah, it several you, times. I haven't, I've not only mentioned it on the Patreon, but I mentioned it on this show. Yeah. Why do I love this movie so much? Because it's just insane. It's insanity. You have... <laughs> Nicholas Cage, who's coming off winning Oscars, doing a horrible Southern accent with long, luscious hair that I know oh, Rugboy loves. The hair is great. <laughs> I mean, it's one so of the greatest, yeah. one of the greatest end credit scenes is him just hair blown in the wind, looking into the camera, and Nicholas Cage appears across the bottom of the t- <laughs> page. So you got that. You got overqualified actors playing parts. I mean, John Cusack is in this movie. He hates talking about this movie. They don't even bring it up because he doesn't want to talk about it. John Malkovich is an all-time actor playing an over-the-top villain. Ving Rhames, Sting Bush- Steve Buscemi, all the names you mentioned. It's just a ridiculous movie that is so goddamn fun. And the characters and the action set pieces, it has everything you want. It's These are the type of movies that just don't get made anymore. And And if they are made, they're straight to video or worse so this is awesome this was fucking great i loved it and uh you guys know already know my thoughts on it we can dive into it a little bit but i'm curious to see what you guys thought about it after having probably rewatched it for the first time in years yeah i had not watched this in a while and man i had a lot of fun rugs did you re did you rewatch this what'd you think uh this time around yeah con air was never one that i went back to the well for right. for whatever reason yeah. and um like, That's a mistake. i like I, I like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I just remember when I was watching it back in the 90s in the theater, I was like, why is his hair looking like that? I'm like, his hair looks so crazy in this. It's like either like it's wet <laughs> or it's blowing. <laughs> it's, in the sometimes it's blowing for no reason. It's an amazing mullet. It is it's, an amazing mullet. It's, or it's beefy. It's yeah. like really beefy on the sides. It's just like, it just, it just incredible. And like, I, the hair is what one of the things that I could never forget about it, but everything else was kind of forgettable. I remember. And then I watched it again and I was like, how do I forget all this? I know. Right. Dave yeah. Chappelle drops out of a plane. Chappelle it's like the worst dummy that you've ever seen. And it just lands on someone's <laughs> car. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, my he doesn't, God. He doesn't immediately explode. Yeah, dropping from he doesn't atomize. Yeah, no, he, he should atomize. He lands perfectly straight down with the message scrawled on oh my his God. chest. It's fantastic. Yeah, so there's some, like, fucking definitely, definite, like, 80s, 90s oh shenanigans. Oh, my God. Chappelle, when Chappelle lights the dude on fire, you hear him go, the last Mohican is burning. <laughs> there's some amazing lines in this movie. Uh, this you, oh yeah, it's it's all wrong, but it's all it's, right. It's a it's a it's definitely an irreverent film. You you can't make half the things they put no in this way. film. They can't do that now. I mean, the, Danny Trejo's whole side oh plot is just Danny he so, this so troubling. Johnny twenty three, uh, you know, nickname based on the about women he has assaulted, and there's a female it's assaulted, raped, raped. He's a, a just go to, he's a rapist. Yes. Yeah, he's and, a rapist. And he's constantly, there's one female guard, and he's constantly like, you're going to be 24. Oh, boy. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, and I love Trejo. It was really weird and dirty while, you know, watching him again in that role. Uh, but just the use of practical effects like they did in both of these movies is, is, is so great. And I think it's why uh, it holds up. Partly because it's it just it's just 
over the top explosions. Yeah, I, I'd say it holds up. I don't say it holds up in a way that's like this is a modern awesome movie. Like it's not. It, it's not. It wasn't. It's not that. It holds up as an enjoyment, a, though. It, it holds up in terms of just this is Does a snippet of the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, it's, and it's super entertaining. I mean, Nicolas Cage actually looks like if you see him in the tank, he's jacked. He looks the part. He's actually taking. I don't know. I don't know if he's taking it seriously or not. I think that's part of the charm of it too. Is I don't know what he's really going for with with the accent and the build and the hair. And you, you should have left the bunny in the basket. Put the bunny <laughs> yeah. in the box. That's yeah, a, whole, the a lot box, of this shit was yeah. his idea. Like to be that he was a former ranger. The bunny. Like he was really committed to this role yeah he hands his daughter that fucked up bunny and she like at first doesn't want to take it (laughs) well it's it's i mean his daughter hasn't seen him in 10 you know ever Ever. yes and the first thing he gets from she gets from him is a this bunny that he's been holding on to i I love you know as as opposed to the next movie this is you got nick cage as a as a good guy a guy just trying to get home to his daughter, right? And it, yeah, it doesn't make sense in the beginning that he would get 10 years for defending himself and his pregnant wife against clearly people who were just fucking with him for no reason, right? That would have been self-defense, whatever. Yeah, I'm like, okay, why are you getting 10 yeah. years for this? It makes no sense. But There's no way how he should have gone to jail. I mean, he's yeah. a decorated serviceman and he is just defending himself. Yeah, he had a horrible lawyer. The accent is all over the place. Sometimes it's there. Sometimes it's just too thick. It's hilarious. Uh, So here's another thing that struck me about this cast. At the time, Malkovich uh, and Buscemi and Cusack, these guys were like indie movie, small independent film stars. And this was like their big blockbuster. So it's just really weird to see all of them in this. Steve Buscemi probably has the strangest role. As oh Marlon Green, the fucking serial killer. The scene with him and the little girl where they're sitting in a... First off, that scene is so ridiculous because yes. they're in this empty airport place. Yes. I don't know where they're Lerner at. Lerner Airfield, it's, a, it's abandoned. It's abandoned airfield, and there just happens to be a little girl living in this... I don't know. It looks like this house is homeless. Yes, yeah, my, she's living there. It's an abandoned my house. favorite part is the shot, right? The establishing shot yeah. of... Of Steve Buscemi, like walking out into the, it's completely desolate. There's nothing in front of him. Yeah. And then, then, like the next shot, they come back, and all of a sudden, he's he's come upon a trailer park. It's just a trailer park, <laughs> and this little girl's having a tea party. Where are her parents? It doesn't matter. In a fucking abandoned pool, nobody else around. What the fuck is happening? And you're like, oh, he's gonna eat her, isn't he? He's yeah. gonna do something. Ah, it turns out he doesn't though. It was a nice little twist there at the end. Where I was like, yeah. "Oh shit, the girl's still alive." What do you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the the movie. I think what 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 I really like about the movie is obviously the ridiculousness, but also it kind of moves pretty quick. You yeah. kind of get into what's going on really quick. The premise gets set up, and you go, "Okay, this is you know this is interesting." Uh, Nicholas Cage is on a plane with a full plane full of convicts, and he doesn't get off. He wants to try to stop the the convicts from doing their thing. The only part that I was going, this was a, moving a little slow at some points, was when they take the detour and he has to search for the, in the needle. Yeah, the needle. I yeah. thought that took a little longer than it needed to be. Yeah. I don't think the whole di- the whole diabetes storyline. <laughs> oh my god, there's this he movie. He, he, that guy doesn't even really <laughs> need to be there. Why no. do we have to follow the no. guy that finds the dress to put on? 
Oh, that like, guy. Why yeah. was that? Why do we have to what break away from name? the action to see this happen? His like, name was great. What was his oh, name? That, I can't remember. Uh, that guy is also very problematic. <laughs> that, yes. Now, Sally. Guard. No, Sally. Sally Bishop is the guard. That was the girl. I forgot Sally his name. Sally can't dance. Sally can't dance. And then you have Swamp Thing, who joins them later. It's a great name. I just thought it was awkward that they, I thought there was going to be a punchline to that, right? Like he would, like, they would put the dress on and then they, something would, there would be a reason oh for God. the, to, like, it just seemed like it went nowhere. Like they, they went and did that and like, okay, I guess we just had to see that for what reason? He smacks her and he screams like a, yeah, the movie's <laughs> almost two hours. It could yeah, probably yeah. be an hour and a half. So the movie yeah. promotes, this is what I was going to say. The movie promotes diabetes awareness, right? In a strange way. <laughs> You realize how important it is to get insulin to diabetes sufferer. And that was a strange thing. I guess it was just there had to be a reason why he is not leaving the plane when he had a chance. He just trying to get home. And it was baby. Well, no. Buddy. Well, yeah, it was that. But it also it was that the diabetes thing was one of the reasons. But then the other one was he just an altruistic guy that realizes, oh, I, I can't. It's my duty to kind of stop this. You don't need the you don't need two reasons for him to stay. Oh, that's true. It was a yeah. missed opportunity to not have Wilford Brimley in this movie that when we're talking about diabetes. Wilford's <laughs> running next to the plane on horseback, going diabetes, shooting arrows. Uh, so yeah, then there's that scene where the plane takes off and that detective's car is attached to it. First of all, is that even possible? Can a plane take off with a car attached to it? I don't know, Probably. but I thought that was that was the most nineties thing in the movie. Yes, because right there. they're looking far away. It's in the distance, and then it hits the the tower and lands right in front of them comedically. Wait, we thought that was the most nineties thing. I thought the most nineties thing was Nicolas Cage doing the one punch kill to the nose, where oh, you shove the, the nose. The oh, the yeah, that's brain. also very nineties. Yeah. That Bruce Willis does that in Last, Last Boy, Boy Scout, Scout. Yeah. but they underplay it in this one. They do. They, I was I didn't even know that's what happened in the very beginning because. It's raining. Yeah, the guy's just dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's that. Does he change? Does, I forget. Does he, does he get on horseback in this? No, no he does not. not okay, on horseback, that's a, that's but true lies. Yeah. They're, they're, when he chases them in the ambulance. Yes, there's a and, lot of chase scenes. Motorcycle, yeah. ambulance. The plane there's lands. There's great stunt work on that where they were hanging off the fucking... The, no, the, uh, yes, the, the fire, fire engine. engine. The fire engine motorcycle yes, chase yes. at the end. That was pretty Well, there's great. that too where the guy... They're on top of a moving vehicle, and he pushes him his head up far enough where he just gets decapitated. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and they I do mean, the that thing. happens in speed. They, yeah, and they true. also do the thing in every movie where you think the big bad guy's dead, Cyrus, and then he 100%. pops up again, and he's not dead. Let's talk about that. Was the, the, that was a huge eighties nineties yes, thing where the all fake the out death of, yes. the, of the villain Dennis Hopper. Like, oh, he's he's alive. It happens in the next movie. Like you think they're it down. happens. It happens in Lethal Weapon. Yes. It happens in every movie. Die Hard. Where it's like, oh my later. god, yeah. he's not dead. Yeah. Die Hard, the big fucking blonde guy. What right? do they call it in in Mortal Kombat? Like the the big fatality, the super fatality. What's it called? Brutality. Yeah, that's what happens at the end of this yeah. movie. It's like they got a brutality. Like he dies, and then he gets put in the crushing machine, and so he dies again. Well, but that is the funniest thing because he's uh, they he's handcuffed to the fire engine. It goes up. He crashes through this bridge. The handcuffs come off. He falls through electrical cords. It gets electrocuted. It's still not dead. Lands perfectly on a uh, a, a, a thing that pushes him right into the his head into the head crusher machine. And pop. It's amazing. Like at the end of Terminator, that yes. crushing machine. It was he gets so perfect. The, but the big, you know, the that was in the trailers, the big landing the plane on the Las Vegas strip scene is fantastic still. 
they actually used a real yeah a hotel was was going out of business so they actually filmed part of it there that sands was gonna be demolished and they asked yep. them can you hold this off for a little while and they actually did crash that plane into the lobby of the sands the stuff before is like miniatures and composite you could see but that's a fucking right. still a great stunt like it looks great the whole movie is just <clears throat> lots of ideas that should never work and they're just all thrown together and it just comes into the smorgasbord of things that where I go, all of this is kind of bad, but it's great. It's just, it's all, it's all awesome. There's nothing, the, the, the gratuitous amounts of them playing, how do I live, which is how do I so, <laughs> such a miscast song for this movie. Yeah. Yet that, that song ends up being the song, like one of the songs of the year. And how does that? I, I, when when I was watching Con Air for the first time, like, how do I live? Came from this movie. Yeah, it makes no sense. This fucking movie It has nothing to do with any part yeah. of the movie. I mean, it's it's like kind of connected to his relationship with the kids, but it's like none of this is even remotely. I would imagine how do I live coming from a movie like Titanic, not right? from yeah. fucking Con Air. Something where there's a tender moment of some kind. They say the word Con Air like two times. They like actually say the title Welcome of the movie. Welcome to Con Air, Cyrus says, John Malkovich. <laughs> that's that's, great, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Another great Cyrus the Virus line. He's like, you know what my dad taught me? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about like when the when Sandino double crosses him and takes off in the plane and they stop it and he's going, Cy! And then John Malkovich who's thrown the gasoline just goes, Anara, and throws a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, Sayonara. Sayonara. So good. So I stupid. even really enjoyed just the mini interactions between the prisoners, you know, Cyrus and Ving Rames' character. Yep. Cyrus and Danny Trejo, where Cyrus is even like, dude, you're not fucking going to rape this girl. Yep. Like, stop it. Get out of here. Like, the, all the mini interactions, and like, Ving Rames has this whole thing where he's like, I'm following this guy for a bit, but I'm playing him too, type thing. So there's just so many you, you have so many good actors in this movie that are kind of elevating what on paper is just dreck. I think that's what makes it is you've just got really good actors having a ball. And then you've got Dave Chappelle, who's out there batting a thousand, <laughs> who should be in the movie way longer. Yes. But no, no one realizes that Dave Chappelle is going to become Dave Chappelle. Right. So they, he, kill, they kill him off. They kill him. <laughs> Unceremoniously, he gets stuck in the landing gear because they <laughs> leave like, him oh, behind. Yeah. <laughs> There's pinball. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, because they took off. What? I'm John Cusack's character. It's such an unflattering dummy, too, with the teeth. Oh, real bad. Real <laughs> bad. <laughs> I want to know, does Dave Chappelle ever talk about that? <laughs> oh, my God. That would be a great bit for him. He's that girl, and he's like, you hear a plane? And he starts running. <laughs> Maybe I'm a cop. Uh, no, and it's, uh, it's just wild, over-the-top fun, all of it. And John Cusack, though, was the one that I was like, this is a weird role for John Cusack. I he, loved him in it. You're right. He did not like uh, being in this movie. Or having anything to do with this movie for a long time, but the movie is like I, he wore sandals for Christ. Yeah, so socks. that was there's a lot of like work. There's a lot of weird behind the scenes things. His thing was I want to wear sandals. I want to I want to see a, an action guy who wears sandals. So he wore Birkenstocks. Well, you know Jesus did it, but like <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I wear sandals. Okay, every once in a while. The uh, in the beginning where he's he's doing like fucking handstand pushups and pull ups. You notice all that shit, Anthony? That was inspired by. Uh, Nick Cage's actual workout routine because yeah he was oh, like okay. in the best fucking shape of his life for this movie. Oh, he looks great. He, he looks great yeah. when he when he when he's wearing the tank 
and you, and you get a wide shot of him and the show. I, I you I legitimately went, oh my god, he he took it seriously enough to go. I want to look the part of an actual action star for this one. Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get as big as I can get for this. I'm not I'm not playing around. I, I'm I'm taking this as serious as I can while also doing a shitty southern accent with bad hair. It's like, listen, <laughs> if I'm gonna run with a fireball behind me towards the camera, I want to look great. He did a lot of his own stunts too in this movie, so you see him jumping with fire like right behind him. Uh, a couple of other stories of there was a uh, Mickey Bork. Uh, read for the part of Cyrus the Virus, but Simon West always wanted Malkovich, and Rourke got all crazy and pulled out a knife like during the fucking audition. Oh, uh, but he didn't get it. Uh, obviously, they visited Folsom Prison, Nick Cage and Bruckheimer and the producers. Of course, he did. And people were like starting to swarm around him, and they were getting nervous. And there was a stabbing in the yard when they were there, just to kind of get authentic feel for the thing. And then the best story is that. The sets in Nevada, it was 120 degrees. There was a lot of testosterone. Everybody had their shirt off. They would wrestle to kill time. Uh, so it got pretty fucking bro-y and testosterone-y <laughs> on the set of this movie. I, I was I was listening to uh, the rewatchables of this, of oh, this yeah, movie. Yeah. And I'm going to pose a question they posed on that one. Yes. They do this segment where they go probably unanswerable questions. And one of the questions was, what are the odds Nick Cage's wife wasn't having an affair for the 10 years that he was in jail after <laughs> after coming back from being in the military for god knows how long how long has she been waiting on this man yo she was smoking hot too uh, yeah there's no there's no chance nick cage is coming back to a woman that's still single monica for Potter 10 years playing trisha poe yes and who everybody wanted and words like he was being harassed the minute right the beginning uh that's a good question uh well, and there's like the weird like he's back and he served the military, but now it's the 80s. This is 90s, obviously, and no one likes anybody that serves in the military, so he gets no respect in the beginning of the movie, which, which was, leads to him killing somebody. And that was like a, a post-Vietnam thing. Right. Uh, but it's like 30 years later. It's 30 years later. So I was like, that's kind of odd. Like, was that still happening in 1997? I don't know about yeah. that. I don't know. We're, we're, we're military men walking into country bars and, country, and all the people were going... Hey, go get me a beer, you fuck. <laughs> well, Thanks I don't for think, serving in the military. I don't think there was any kind of like honorable war at that time going on. I think that 9-11 was like when people started getting really patriotic because we felt like, oh, they were, right. we, yeah. we got attacked and yeah. they're fucking everybody always shit on, on the, the military. military. They're yeah. like, what are you doing? You're going to fucking uh, get oil or what are you doing over there in Desert Storm? Like we didn't nobody even knew what was going on. It was we didn't feel threatened at all. So People were just like, whatever. So that's what were I they think. Were they telling I, military men to get them drinks, though? I don't know, but I just think that <laughs> the, the heroism got amped up after 9-11. Just for a sure, bit, for sure. Uh, you're probably not surprised to learn that they were rewriting this movie a lot, and a lot of things are improvised. Dave Chappelle improvised a lot. Malkovich just making things up because they just kept changing things. And oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, whole, that whole middle section where they land... I, that all had to be super improvised because Nicolas Cage just leaves half like leaves wherever all the other convicts are for about half of them. It's like right. 20 minutes looking for the needle, looking for a needle. Yeah. And, uh, and they're just like digging out and they're like trying to dig the plane out. And then you have the double cross with the with the the prisoners. There's just so much going on in that little part that I, I, I have to believe they were just writing that all on the spot. <laughs> they're, they're like, how do we how do we. How do we fluff out this movie a little bit? Well, let's have Nick Cage look for a needle. Let's have them try to dig out. 
Let's do all these little things. Let's have like a mini war scene in the middle of this part. Like they were just they were just fluffing the movie at that point. Yeah, they they did the whole. They're like we need one more action scene. That, yeah, with the gas tanks, they do that whole ambush kind of setup. But yeah, they they go up and land several times, and every time something fucking happens. So I was like, did you need to land three different separate times? I don't know. But a lot of fun watching these guys just have a blast, especially Malkovich is having so much fun in this, and you could tell, uh, and it's great to watch him. Uh, yeah. All right. That's that. That'll, I think any other favorite lines or moments I'm trying to think. Oh, I was going to say they, the, the, one of the, one of the well executed parts of this movie, which guardians tried to copy or not guardians, uh, suicide squad many years later is yeah. the, the prison introductions. Yes. And you get right away, get a sense for, okay, this is Cyrus, the virus. Yep. This is Ving Rhames's character. They basically do like a rap sheet on all the prisoners. You go, all right. I know exactly what I'm dealing with in this movie. These are all like the worst, worst people it's in the world on one plane. Yeah. You yep. know, it's not they, they, they. It's very well set up in terms of that of establishing who everyone is and what, like within what five minutes, you know exactly who everyone is on this plane. You know all the pieces. It's yeah. The only thing I didn't get, uh, I, I and I might have missed it because I was like I'm not paying attention or something, was uh, why. They had to put like that agent in there to get killed. Oh yeah, there was that one guy who the DEA agent going undercover, and he like isn't this what they do? Don't they just transport criminals all the time? Like, why is this guy have to go in undercover? Like, I don't get that. He was there to get someone to talk or something. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 gets yeah, he was right trying away. to get someone some information on somebody, but conveniently, you know, they can't give him a gun. Even though he has, I think he had a gun. They, the dude slipped him a gun right before he right, sent him on. Right. Oh, so he was there to get info. Right. Yeah. He was posing as, uh, I think, a prisoner. I forget. It's been about a month since I've seen he this He was movie. posing as They're a prisoner. Trying, I think they were trying to get some information in that cartel, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, that part, that, yeah, yeah, that part right. was extra, too. Probably wasn't necessary. But it did establish, like, there's only one gun on the plane. He had another one. Until they found that and the other cash. Well, they guns. said, "Oh, there's a small arsenal in the yes, in, in the, the belly, in the belly of the park." I'm like, "Oh, well. yeah." It's a very like. Also, they kept playing all the Southern rock songs and "Sweet Home Alabama." It's a very Southern rock movie, which is apparently how this guy Simon West uh, or the writer uh, Rosenberg, Scott Rosenberg, Disney came to him and they were like, "Saul Rosenberg, Scott Saul, Scott Rosenberg, oh, they, my brother." They sent him an article about this prisoner transport program. That this movie is based on, and they wanted him to come up with an idea, but they were like, they don't want Die Hard on a plane, and he listened to a lot of Southern classic rock, Southern rock, and came up with this, which is why all the characters are named after like rock stars, like Diamond Dog is a David Bowie, and uh, mm -hmm. some of the other ones are all they're all musician names. Uh, but it's fucking great. It's a great movie. It is kind of a great <laughs> movie. It is with, even with all its craziness <laughs> over the top, like just for the nineties. For the time, for the action, the explosions, Nick Cage's hair. Yes. Okay. Let's uh, rate this movie for me, Anthony. What would you give it? I really liked this movie. <laughs> Even thinking back on it, I, I was just smiling ear to ear watching this movie. Definitely problematic now, but still fun. I would go 8 out of 10. Oh, shit. Okay. I like yeah, it. I really liked it. Rugs. I thought it was solid. Uh, I'll give it a 7.5. Um, it definitely delivers on entertainment. So it definitely entertains. There is a little bit of a lull here here and there. 
but there's just so much bad shit stuff going on and outrageous stuff going on that you you're like, oh, I don't want to miss what happens next. <laughs> so uh, it does keep you uh, glued in. So uh, it it was a better experience than I remember it on the second watch. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. I had a lot of fun. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half too. It it is definitely one of the important parts of the Nick Cage '90s trilogy. Uh, you know, including Face Off and Con Air. It's the only one out of the three where he's actually a good guy and yeah. physically in shape. doing things. Yeah, because in yeah. The Rock, he's kind of playing a dweeb. Yeah, and in Con Air, which we'll talk about, he's all over the place. Or yeah, in Face Not Off, Con Air, face excuse off. me, Face yeah. Off. But this it, this is the only one where he's legitimately yeah. the hero of the story and and the one leading the way in terms of action. Yeah, and he's like a, just an innocent guy, almost in a way, getting caught up in something. And yeah, he fun unfortunately watch. the day that he gets released, he's got to like July fourteenth, which is also isn't that Bastille Day? I think they picked that day for a reason. That was the symbology of they kept saying July fourteenth as he was reading the letter from his kid. Hmm. Yeah, he's playing Southern John McClane. So it is Southern John McClane. With it's jacked up with hair. Die hard on the plane with the mullet. Fantastic. Moderate seating hairline, though. Still. Was it? Like oh, John yeah. McClane. Yeah. He definitely has a receding hairline, and it makes it even better. <laughs> it makes it even better <laughs> that he trying, looks like that. He's trying to hold on there desperately. I mean, my favorite thing is when he walks off that bus and closes his eyes like to sniff the air. Yeah. And the hair is just fluttering in the background. I just... Oh. I love that so you much. Know he wanted, you know he wanted that shot in there. He's like, no, you're going to enjoy this. Get a good shot of my hair as I walk down there. It's my real hair. Yeah. <laughs> my real hair. And like baby. Elka, What's his daughter's name? Uh, her, the daughter's name was uh, Kate. Was it Casey? Something. I don't know what it was. Uh, I'm, just trying, Casey, I'm trying to do it an in Casey, person. Casey. Casey Poe. Dear Casey. Yeah. Stay in school. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love even the voiceovers of him re- writing the letters yeah, and then reading the it out loud. It's so great. And Baby O gets shot and survives. This is what kind of movie we're dealing with. Only only the bad people die. It'll be good somehow. Yeah. All right, yeah. look, let's take a quick break here. We're gonna play some promos, and we're gonna come back and talk about another balls crazy Nick Cage action movie right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. What's up, guys? Gerald from Two Peas on a Podcast here. Are you just sitting there thinking to yourself, man, I really love some dude in his garage sitting around talking about arbitrary countdowns and his favorite things in the world of movies, music, and TV. Well, guess what? That's me. Please look me up. My name is Gerald, and I am from Two Peas on a Podcast. If you want to subscribe to my countdown show, I have a different co-host every week. It's often someone from the world of podcasting or entertainment. And we go through our top five favorite things in whatever that week's category is. You can find links to all of our content, subscribe via your favorite podcast app, and follow us on social media. The easiest thing to do is just head to our website, which is www.2peasonapod.com. I hope you look me up and join the party. It's a lot of fun. See you soon. What's up, everybody? This is Mr. Throwback Thursday from the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast. Along with my co-host Bill, every Thursday we bring you classic hip hop. Classic, classic. 
you know, all the good stuff, the stuff that you forgot about, the golden age, pre-golden age, back to the original era. Each week we bring you hip-hop headlines, so we let you know what's going on with your favorite artists from back in the day. We bring you Woo News. We dedicate an entire segment just to the Wu-Tang Clan every week. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. We bring you two records. One is a one and done. One is a record of the week. We give you an artist of the month. We give you all the classics. Classic. Classic. Come and check us out. Every week we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and at MrThrowbackThursday.com. And if you remember nothing else, always remember, new school stale, old school fresh. Listener, if you enjoy the show, join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock and Nerd! You can support the show on a monthly or annual basis. Every little bit helps. It means a lot. Ensures the show keeps coming out. And you get swag. You get bonus stuff. There's an another podcast feed, an exclusive Patreon podcast feed where the shows come out early. There's bonus contents, post shows, instant reactions, reviews. Uh, speaking of 90s action movies, that's where you'll hear... The three of us with John Bellotti Jr. pick the 32, was it 32? 32 movies that end up in the 90s action movie tournament. These two movies being in there, which is why this is so much fun to get a little warmed up. Uh, We also have a Discord benefits if you sign up to the Patreon. We do monthly geeky hangouts. Uh, This September's hangout will be Thursday, September 22nd, 8 p.m. 2022. Be there. And like I mentioned at the beginning, you can pick... Any movie for us to watch and review. Patreon subscribers choice. Listeners choice. Lots of fun, which is why we're all Nick Cage today. All Nick Cage all the time is how it should be. Of course. Of course. I love Nick Coppola. Nick Coppola, which is his real name. He is a son of the Coppolas, right? Francis Ford, or that's his uncle. He's a cousin or something. He's a cousin. Yeah, he's his uncle or nephew, something like that. You know what he's like? I'm like a prickly pear. <laughs> oh, he's like, is that Nick Cage? That was Nick Cage. He's like a prickly what pear. What else you got to say, Nick? Give me something else, Nicky. I know you're a hooker. Oh, who told oh. you? Oh, my God. He knows me. Anyways, he knows you well. All right. He's the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, he's the nephew. Of, of Ford Coppola and actress Talia Shire. Oh, Talia Shire and Coppola Shore, and yeah. he's a cousin of Roman and Sophia Coppola. Uh, cousin of Sophia. Okay, Talia Shire is uh from Rocky, right? Right. That's uh, Adrian. Adrian. That's Adrian. That's right. Wow. He so he is. You know, Cage was always like movie kind of Destined, royalty. Yeah. yeah, it was in his blood. And let us continue with the Nick Cage double feature. We are still in 1997. Uh, this movie is called Face Off. Here's your spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. What a year for Nick Cage to have Con Air and Face Off come out at the same time. This- no. <laughs> yes, Nick Cage. <laughs> I hit that by accident. No, <laughs> That's, no, that actually- no. Stop interrupting me, Nick Cage. That's perfect timing. <laughs> no, I'm not going anywhere. Oh, boy. We're stuck with the All right, well, you stick around. He's going to stick around. This- Let's talk about you a little bit. A little better on Rotten Tomatoes uh, than the Con Air. This one, 92%. Ooh. 90 reviews, 7.8 out of 10. Wow. Audience score, 82%. Uh, this one, again, similar budget, similar return. $80 million budget. This movie makes worldwide overall $245 million at the box office. 
He has two movies with the same budget. Both of them made money. It's kind of crazy. This would one, you guys let, yeah. me, let me say some ask you something real quick because in retrospect, it seems like that year you, these these two movies with The Rock. If if you were awarding the action movie star of that time, I feel like Nick Cage would have taken it by then. But did you guys think of Nick Cage? Link, rewind to nineteen ninety seven. Were you thinking? Nick Cage was the best action star in the world at that point. No, he's still holding on to the other guy. I mean, no, I, I thought that though he was definitely coming up. I was like, all right, yeah. this dude's like now going to be an action star, but I don't think he did that much action um, after this. Did he? I don't remember. I mean, he did gone in 60 seconds. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He did some, I mean, he, and he's done a bunch since, but they're uh ghost writer, ghost writer. But if you look at it, like by the numbers, he had basically taken that title. Yeah. He was the guy. He he took it from Schwarzenegger yeah. and Stallone, and it and it's it's so improbable because you look at that guy's career before doing those three movies, and it's just like there's no yeah, way he's a Cage character would have been actor. Star. Yeah. Well, you mentioned yeah. in '95 he wins an Oscar for Leaving Las Vegas, then does The Rock in '96, Con Air face off in '97, and by Con Air. I think that's when everyone started to pay attention and that he was like. It's, it's kind of poignant because he drinks himself to death. Yep. So he drinks. Yep. The old Nick Cage dies like the actor character actor yep. Nick Cage dies. And then out like a phoenix <laughs> with long flowing hair, he returns in Con Air and uh, he, as a new a reborn, uh, beefy yes. action star. But then his, his career, obviously his career gets crazy as you go into the late 90s and the 2000s and even now still. Where last few years he's making seven direct streaming movies a year, right? Because uh, he's got to pay the IRS, anyways. But back then, but, al- but also voice acting and, yes. and Spider Man and, and other doing things, good so. shit. Yes, yeah. Uh, so I think in 96, 97, yes, Nick Cage is the 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 action guy ruling the box office. Uh, this one directed by the great John Woo. I fucking love. John Woo, and this is the oh yeah, this is the first Hollywood film where he had a, a huge amount of creative control. He had already done Hard Target, which you talked about, and Broken Arrow, and of course the guy had been directing uh, action movies for years at this point. You know, he's done The Killers, Hard Boiled. He's been directing movies since the late seventies, all through the eighty, tons of movies. Yeah. So, whereas Simon West, first time feature film director. You give a a veteran here, John Woo, taking a ridiculous premise and just making it well, sing. What's interesting too is he originally rejected doing this movie. Oh, really? He didn't want to do this at all. He kept he kept. I think this was the one that one of the first ones he got offered, and he kept rejecting it. Oh my god! And then he decided to eventually do it, but not do it in a futuristic setting. He wanted to do it now. Originally, it was supposed to take place in the future, so the face switching technology would make sense. But this well, is not only was it supposed to take place in the future. Yeah. Did you see who was supposed to be? They wanted to do yes, it. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Tell us. They wanted it to be Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Oh, shit. I don't know if that would have been. They can pull this off. No more. way. I don't think they can pull this off. And we'll get to that. <laughs> I mean, they barely pull it off in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and you had like two people who could actually act. So. Oh, my God. That it's, it's just been a completely wild. different movie. Yeah. If, if it's Stallone and Schwarzenegger. It's probably. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's a worse movie, but it's definitely the acting. Like you, I don't know. That one you'd have <laughs> to set in the future to make it like more believable, right? That it's just far fetched. You need guys that don't have ridiculous accents. No, they can't be playing each other. It's not gonna work. Uh, yeah. The best part of Stallone, 
two guys with ridiculous accents and Stallone his accent is his, his just mumbling <laughs> Arnold would have to mumble in Austrian it would just oh be a God. mess uh, but anyways fucking this is it's so weird because this is such a John Woo movie like John Woo I love John Woo all I, over the place I got turned on to him when uh, Better Tomorrow and The Killer came out and it is if you watch those movies it's very it, this is a right alongside yeah. um, you know the most John Wooist of of American oh, movies. We'll, we're gonna get to what makes a John Woo movie a John Woo movie. All of the yeah. tropes are in here. But first, Anthony, what happens in Face Slash Off? That also they had to fight for the slash in the title because otherwise people thought it was going to be a hockey movie. <laughs> and I think someone auditioned for it and turned it down because they realized it wasn't a hockey movie. They thought they were auditioning for a hockey movie. So face like off. Face Slash Off. What happens? Face off. First off, I rewatched this. So Con Air, I'd never seen. Oh, this one I've seen plenty of times. I f- I call this one a a, a late night cable movie. Yeah, when they oh, throw yeah. it on HBO or something like that. And I was always every. I always seem to have the TV on at the right time to catch this movie. And whenever I watched it, whatever time it was in the movie, I would finish the movie. I've seen it so many times on on cable and then edited on like TNT. So I've seen this movie plenty of times. Anyways, this movie is set now, as we've said, featuring John Travolta as Sean Archer and Nicolas Cage as Caster Troy, and they're locked in a blood feud, basically. John Archer is a, works for the police. Caster Troy is a, a wanted convict. Caster Troy gets caught by John Travolta, and John Travolta has been chasing this guy forever because he killed his son, and John Travolta realizes even though they caught him, or Sean Archer realized they caught him, that he planted a bomb. And the only way to real get the coordinates of this bomb is they have to take Sean Archer's face <laughs> and take it off and put Caster Troy's face on it so he can go into prison as Caster Troy and infiltrate with his brother to get the coordinates of this bomb before it goes off. And by doing that, they actually swap faces and you now have John Travolta playing Nicolas Cage in John Travolta's body <laughs> and you have Nicolas Cage playing John Travolta as Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage yes it's amazing and it's just a, a, a insanely wacky concept but do you believe it what a premise oh, 100% you, do you be- this is the this is what the whole movie has to hang yes. on rests on that yes. you know? do you fucking buy yeah. that Nicolas Cage is really John Travolta in his body or whatever. Did they switch bodies? Do you believe it? Well, yes, you believe and it. And that's if, if you can get that part because it's that's the most unbelievable, crazy, fucking bad shit thing. If you can make that work, then the rest of the movie's on rails. Like John Woo knows what he's doing with the rest of this movie, but that's the the big hump that you got to get over. That's that's gonna be taking place throughout the entire film, and they fucking they do it, and it it really makes for fucking great drama. 100%. Like, yeah, he's in his house, fucking his wife. Yeah, they both oh, not his yeah. daughter. They both enrich each other's relationships with their people as the other, which is great. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's so good. It's so good. So that's that the mean, thing. What, what, yeah. On just on that thing, on yeah. that point. Yeah, the, like the best parts of it is like in the beginning, you get Nicholas Cage's Caster Troy, and he's doing the crazy eyes, and you have the scene where he's in the choir. Yes, when he's, he's the priest, head banging, yeah. and then grabs the girl on the ass and like opens his <laughs> mouth all wide, and it's just going, "Oh my god, Nick Cage is off his rocker." Oh my god! But then yeah. later on, when he's 
Nicholas Cage, if when he's Caster Troy, when excuse me, when he's Sean Archer, it's confusing, yes. in Caster Troy's body, yes, and then he has to act like as if Sean Archer was doing an impersonation of Caster Troy. <laughs> following me yes. here, yes, he acts. He acts different. He acts like yes. he's acting like Caster Troy, but he's acting like someone else doing Caster Troy, which is <laughs> fucking unbelievable. It's such a mind fuck. It's so subtle. Yeah. How different he is, yeah. even though he's the same guy. It's amazing. It's like he's taking John Travolta's, yeah. how he would play it yeah. as Caster Troy, and then John Travolta's doing the same thing. I think they're both great. Yeah. But Nicolas Cage, for me, is like, by far, is, is like amazing amazing apparently like travolta told him to watch a bunch of his movies and they would actually just watch each other to get each other's mannerisms on set right and they yeah. do they both do a great job of playing the other in the other's body pretending to be the other guy like it's right. such a mind fuck of a project it's such a next level thing to have to do but, so it plays off but yeah back to rug's point though this fucking crazy ridiculous premise by the end of this movie you are completely bought in, and you're like, it does absolutely work, which is the beauty it's of movie this movie. Magic. Yes, that like you, you, it is. There's character growth. You start to feel for their each other's predicaments, and it you, you, it shouldn't work. It's a fucking it ridiculous. Shouldn't work, but there's what also what they add to it is that little touch where you guys both have mentioned where Nicholas Cage as Caster Troy, Sean Archer as Caster Troy gets to see the damage he's done as yep. Sean Archer yep. and his single-mindedness to catch this guy that he's but like put this lady in yep. this his his ma- baby mama in through all this hell yeah. and he, he there's a the scene where he goes as long as I, I I promise you you will never hear from Sean Archer again and it's him saying that yeah. as Sean Archer as Casher Troy and you're like they didn't need to do that yeah. they could have just played with the whole them and swap the body swap thing but they added the little touches where they're each enriching each other's lives and learning more about and like you even get like John Travolta is yep. like he has to be at the grave of the kid he accidentally killed. And he's like trying to comfort her. But he's like, fuck, man, I don't want to be here. So but he's awkward. also like he's also like kind of like almost going, damn, I, I kind of did that to this, pe- this yeah. family. Yeah, shit. Seeing, he's seeing the results. That's a good point. Oh, my God. It's so good. I love how Caster as Archer brings romance back to his marriage. Right. right. <laughs> and gets his wife excited and then beats up his fucking the girlfriend's like rapist boyfriend and gives her a knife that comes yep. back to fucking bite him in the ass. That's fucking brilliant, too. I love all of that. Yeah, he doesn't. They don't need to do that. But no. he shows father fatherness yes. in, in his own way to that girl. That's not his father. That is daughter. The whole twist that Castor had a son. And at the end, Archer gets his son back. It's Castor's son. But he's going to raise him. I was like, oh, my God. Did you get the feels at that point? I did. I kind of did. I, I did, too. Like, oh, my God. I did, got, too. I didn't boys. think this movie could make me feel something. But I actually felt bad. I felt yeah. like it was bittersweet. You no, know, you're absolutely right. The origin opening is like reminded me of The Punisher, where, you know, it's a mob hit and his family gets taken out. Well, well, one, one thing, one thing real quick, though, because while you were you were there and I don't want to I don't want it to leave my head. The movie should have fallen apart once Sean Archer fucks. Uh his wife right uh, uh, yeah because how do they have the same dick so how does she not know that his dick <laughs> is not that's not that's not Maybe a the lights were dick. oh you've grown oh sure <laughs> she hadn't she hadn't experienced it in a while i don't know how, how do they how do they overcome the dick thing Maybe they maybe they took care of that. Maybe it was the, they they didn't see just there, there's also a slight line. problem where John Travolta is probably twenty pounds overweight. Yes. Whereas Nicholas Cage is not. Yeah. <laughs> I think that um 
as I said at the beginning of the show, Nicolas Cage likes to uh, eat peaches. So maybe his dick oh. never came into the picture. Oh, first of all, the lines. First of all, look, if they can 3D print faces, they can 3D print a couple of dicks to put on there and make it, you know, you got to. I don't think, I think it was just faces. I don't think it, was, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't any other. I don't think they switched Well, dicks. they had those inserts they put into for the bone structure. Yeah. Yeah. Some gray lines, just like so quotable, where Nick Cage is just like, let's go, let's go, I'm bored. And he's like, I could eat a peach for hours. And then he's like, if I was to let you suck my tongue, would you be grateful? Like, what a sleazy guy. I thought Troy, uh, Cage playing caster Troy, like that would be an amazing Joker. Like it reminded me of kind of, of a crazy Joker. I would have loved to see Nick Cage. Well, had, had we seen Travolta play a villain before till this point? He was a villain in Broken Arrow. That's Travolta. Yes, that's also John Woo, too. John Woo, Travolta, and Christian Slater. He's the bad guy in that. Ooh-wee, you good looking. <laughs> this is a predicament. What a predicament. Like, Ooh, what a predicament. predicament. Like, they're both so good at being each other that it was just alarming. Well, what about the, uh, if we're pointing out how awesome they both are, what about the weird performance by Caster Troy's brother? What, what, oh, what is that guy going Pollock's for? The Yeah. Well, we, we did this little thing there, Caster. And he, it, they had to be like polar opposites, I believe. That's what they had to do. Well, also that, why. but then why does Caster, <laughs> Caster Troy or Pollux at in jail is looking at Caster Troy like, this isn't my brother. But what would make him ever think that there was technology that existed that could potentially switch the faces yeah. of people. And he like, what would make him even suspect that he'd just be like, Oh, my brother's acting weird. But immediately Pollux is like, nah, that's not my brother. There's something going on. Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Very, very strange performance by the actor. The whole, Oh, yeah. well, you're going by hell, what are you doing? Oh, this is going to be great. What about, oh. what about, um, the bald guy, uh, that's Nick Cassavetes, Nick I believe. Nick Cassavetes is Dietrich, yes. And now, he's great. Now, did he make out with his sister? Was that his sister? Gina? No, Gina Gershon, because that, that's that's his girl. That's his I, was, I was confused about their relationship. That's his Are sister. they brother and sister? And this he made out and with sister. her? And he made out That's not his son. She goes, he's your son, too. What does she mean? Just that he had to take care of him? Well, yeah, yeah, but that's not his. That's their that sister. was his they sister. Just, okay, yeah. so they were, but they were a thing. That's his son. Then it was. But he made out with her, didn't he? At the at the very end, after he her. got shot, they like kissed. Did they? Yeah, I don't remember that. It was that was weird. It was the shootout at the end when uh, they hit the. Well, I couldn't figure out what was going on. <laughs> we're we're talking about a movie where people's faces get <laughs> yeah. switched. So I'd like to take his face off. Off. <laughs> What? Face off. Take his face. No more drugs for that off. guy. No more drugs. It's great when he gets high. It's so fucking great. So let's. When he wakes up yeah. after getting high and he has the gun pointed and his eyes are all crazy. Yeah. I'm just like, only Nick Cage can do those crazy eyes. No one, I've never seen anyone else pull off the yeah. You'd think that like Travolta would pull that off and do that more a little bit, well, but dude, he did There's so many great. When he's, in the, when he's in the prison and he just has the first fight and he's like, I'm Caster Troy. I'm Caster Troy. He's fucking wigging out. He's Dubov. unhinged. Dubov, I didn't fuck your wife. He's this is such Let's a get out of here. Even the first time he wakes up with Caster Troy's face, he smashes the mirror. He's just like, fuck you, fuck you. It's like, what? What are you doing? Like he is so unhinged in this, it's fantastic. Well, it makes sense though for the character. This is the yeah. guy that he's been yeah. hunting and killed his son killed and he wakes son. up and now he's and he has his mortal enemy's face on his face. And then when he finds out that he killed everyone involved with the operation that nobody knows and nobody can reverse it, 
He's like, fuck. Let's talk about the John Woo moments of this movie. Rugs, what do you love about John Woo? Well, I love John Woo, and there's a lot of different reasons. And some people might say that his movies are cheesy because I've I've, I've heard that uh, comment every once in a while. But what he does is he tries to build a relationship between the protagonist and the antagonist. He tries to show that they that sometimes that they're talking to each other before they're killing each other. Right. There's always like these, these these conversations and there's these moments and there's these callbacks to things. Um, but so he's got like a good foundation of a real story there that involves all the characters. And then you have the action and the action is super stylistic. He slows the camera down. Yeah. Uh, he's very good with sound editing. And then you have the typical, like he always describes his action scenes like a ballet, like that. They're all these like kind of moving parts that kind of happen. And they're, they're there to kind of create action and tension and, and, and drama. So, you know, you you just can't fire a gun. You got to spin and fire Dude, a gun. Leaping you gotta in like, the air, two guns with an explosion behind you is peak John fucking Will. Yeah, I love you got to slide across something. Yeah, you got to be sliding you gotta down a railing. through glass as yeah. you're firing. Yeah. You got to fire around your back or with your arms crossed or as you dive backwards. Like, that's what you have to do in a John Woo film. The golden guns, the slow, like before Zack Snyder slow-mo, you had John Woo slow-mo. And it was just very stylish, and it worked. Uh, but Wait, let me get into a free, let, yeah. let me give a couple sam- examples. Yeah, yeah. You, the, you saw this in Hard Target. Yeah, they do the back to back where they're talking, yep, and loading the guns. One. Yep. There they do the thing where they're firing at each other from close range, and no one's hitting each other. Yeah, yes, that was my question. You have lots of Mexican standoffs. <laughs> yes. Doves. Yes. Churches. Yep. 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 These are all John Wooisms yep. that he does in all these films. One of the best scenes, though, is. The gunfight where he's got somewhere over the rainbow playing in the background. Oh, the kid is listening. Yes. And the kids, you know, because he's listening to somewhere over the rainbow, he's not crying. Yeah. It's just, I I, I do see how the style, like, it could be a little cheesy, especially watching, looking back, but it is pretty awesome. And from what I read, the end of Hard Target, he wanted to do a boat chase scene, and he didn't oh. get to do it there, so he gets to do it in he this movie. He did it here, yeah. There's He's like, I'm gonna staple it he, on he to gets, the end of this movie. He gets, yeah. They stay. It's literally stapled on. There doesn't need to happen. And you'll get what seems to be a reoccurring theme in the 80s and 90s, where they keep cutting to the stunt doubles that yeah. look nothing like the yeah. guys that are oh, yeah, flying throughout the entire movie. They're flying. They don't have CG stunt doubles yet. Well, again, <laughs> practical effects, largely practical effects in this movie, why it looks so tangible. But that last... But they don't care. No. They don't care. Like, they don't care that the stunt double, like, that the, the one guy playing Nicolas Cage character doesn't look anything like yeah. him. They're flying that, through the, guy the that's air. Not fat, the guy's not fat like John Travolta. <laughs> they just don't... This is... The, I think that's what makes it kind of a, a moment in time and makes it kind of f- fun to look back at is they just they, they, they just didn't care they didn't they did not even take the time to find anyone that looks even remotely that's close. just how it was done that's yeah, what, that, that was just, the standard operating I was like, procedure look, people are dumb they're not gonna notice this you know but I, uh, I have to say though um in the advent of 4k watching this film there was a lot of wires that i could totally oh see. really Oh yeah, I didn't so see many. any of the wires. Oh man, so many wires. You could see people getting pulled on cables like a like no. I would say there was at least five distinct times. I'm like, oh, you could totally see that wire. <laughs> it's in the shot. That's um, 
Wow. Like there's one where like Nick Cage is like falling through something and uh, maybe the like uh, like a glass like yeah, a yeah. thing and, yeah he falls through the and you can line. see the wire you can yeah. clearly oh, see it. How about when he gets shoved in front of a jet engine and doesn't burn but just gets blown back and knocked out, not burned at all, even though there was a he jet doesn't engine. die he doesn't die <laughs> or get burned and it was a jet engine in his face. He goes into a coma. He does go into the coma, and then when he wakes up, that reminded me of the Joker, too. He's got no fucking face. The reflection in the guy's eyeglasses was fucking frightening. I was like, this is turning into like a horror movie a little bit with him. I I remember watching that scene as a kid where he he wakes up without the face. He he calls the doctor in. He doesn't have the face. They don't don't linger on that shot. And then you cut back to them burning those people alive, and I went, man, like as a kid, I was going, this movie's gotten real dark real yes, quick. Yes, it's like dark man all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the other John Woo thing, you get close-ups of people's eyes looking very dramatically. Mm-hmm. I love that. The uh, Some of the great, there's some great, again, more great lines where one guy goes, shut the fuck up, and the other guy goes, watch your fucking mouth. They're holding guns to, right <laughs> in each other's face. So, and then they're back-to-back against the mirror, right? And then they're like, fuck it, let's just kill each other. They turn, and they shoot. It's a great-looking visual but they shoot right at each other and nobody hits anybody. Like, how the fuck did you miss? You were standing right in front of me. Hey, ricochet, you know, it, right it is a good shot to, shot, though, because they look at each other. They yeah. see their reflection in the mirror. That's yeah. who they're intending to but kill. Then the other guy pushes the mirror on top of the other guy. Yeah, then he shoves it down. yeah, he's looking at who he's shooting at, actually. But it doesn't look. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. I didn't even think about that. That's fucking mirror moment. Yeah. And then the fucking boat chase is wild because the boat goes through the police boat and it's on fire. And then the next shot, it's just fine, and it's still going, and there's no fire. And then uh, fucking Sean Archer's water skis barefoot, and then they go flying through the <laughs> air, and you just see clearly it's stunt doubles flying through the oh, air. Oh, it's so bad. So many boats explode at the end of this movie. It's hilarious. And then you think they're down, and he's not down, and they're still fighting, and then he's got to harpoon his ass. Yeah, he's, got, he's got, <laughs> never down. He's, he's, he doesn't go down. He's like Jason. That's the other great line where he's just screaming, die, like a fucking well, Nicholas Cage is doing a psychotic thing where he's cutting off his own face. Yes. He's like, you're, you're going to have my face forever. Yes. He's like cutting, or I forget what the Travolta, exact line yeah. something along those lines. Travolta does, and he's yeah. literally taking a fucking like glass and cut. I'm like, I remember seeing that the first time <laughs> going, oh my God, yes. this is fucking brutal. Cut his fucking face off again. <laughs> Oh, the shootout of the church is great. There's just it's just a fucking fun movie. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun. It's it is a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> it shouldn't it, it shouldn't work at all. But you've you've got John Woo giving it enough style and enough. There's enough sprinkles of heart in there, and then you have just two great performances by Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Out of John Woo's American movies, I think that this one's probably the best. Or the most memorable. Like, I like Mission Impossible too, um, because it's it, it, it's got crazy action sequences that are like over the top and doves and all the same kind of stuff. Uh, and the bed budget's a little higher and there's a little bit more, but uh, it's got Tom Cruise in it. But uh, this one's actually better. Like you th- you think that that one had all way more star power, way way more cachet behind it, but this one shines because I don't know. It just. He, he went balls to the wall. Yeah, it's stylistically yeah. thrilling. Uh, those animatronic dummies they created during the face switch operation. How do you think they look now? It still kind of holds up. They're weird looking. You can tell. You can definitely tell. You can tell but, like, but they were well made. But they were they were they looked pretty convincing. Right? It was pretty well made. I was like, this is a crazy fucking procedure. It didn't bother me. 
Yeah, it works. And also, the, the when when he finds out the the prison is on this oil rig, and he jumps off. That's actually Nick Cage uh, confronting his fear of heights. He actually did the two hundred foot jump into the water, which is also hilarious. Because oh, you, you, then they you gotta just love think, that. Yeah. yeah, you gotta love they that he does dead, that jump and he gets away. And then the next time he's fine. Yeah, you you gotta love the the whole. He did a 200-foot jump into yeah. water. That oil rig's probably in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, and then how did he and get And the next home? scene, he's he's back wherever yes. the hell that beast is being. He's, L.A. He's in the city. They don't explain it at all. With no, clothes no. on, and he's they, fine. They only, no, the way they explain it is Travolta's character goes, did they find a body? No. Then he's not dead. I can just tell. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, yep. Uh, now we know that Sean Archer or uh, uh, Castro Troy. Sean swimmer. Archer is Castro Troy just... Has impeccable swimming skills and survivability. Yeah, he's also, Olympic level. He's also yeah. Aquaman. He's Michael Phelps yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, apparently, how that, about that prison though? The, oh yeah, that uh, with the boots, the, the magnetic, the, the shoots. magnetic boots were crazy. I was watching that even at the time, yeah. and to this day, I'm going, why aren't why don't they do that? That's a great That's idea. The, they that, should do that. Wasn't that in another movie? I feel like that was also used. I mean, it wasn't Demolition Man. There was some other movie that they were they had the same it, thing. It, it's almost so out of place right. because the movie's set in a modern setting. Yet yeah, the prison looks like it's straight out of Demolition Man. Yes, yes, that's the sci-fi. It gets a little sci-fi in there. For gets some really reason. sci-fi yeah. right there. Also, as a, Sean Archer as Caster in that prison escape, you do. You see moments where he's trying not to kill people, but he does end up killing a lot of guards trying to get out when he's supposed mm-hmm. to be not trying to kill the guards. But he like, oh yeah, he's like, don't shoot them. Yeah, and he's like, all right, and then he kills like two guys, yeah, two seconds later. <laughs> like you see him shooting people in the knee occasionally. He's tra- and he say tries to save that one guy, that one inmate. And I was like, who are you friends with now? What is going on? I guess all these people are innocent. You don't want anyone to die, but you got to get the fuck out of there. Oh, and then he licks his daughter, John Travolta, as. Sean Archer as Caster licks his daughter at the end. Yeah. Also, yeah, that's pretty disturbing. And the daughter's got to be like, why is my dad trying to shoot me? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> how about how weird the whole touching the face thing? That, that's oh, one of yes. the weirdest things that's how I've you ever know seen. It's Archer. It's, he'll rub yeah, your but face. That's a total John Wooism. <laughs> <laughs> but who, who lets their dad... <laughs> if my dad went to touch my face like that, I'd be like, I'm going to break your arm. Don't ever touch my face like that. What are you doing? <laughs> Let me wipe a booger on you. <laughs> and the whole like with touching face thing, let's go on. This is such a strange element. Uh, they could have come up with something. They could have come up something with that wasn't as like goofy Weird. looking. Yeah. <laughs> Who greets? Have, have you met anyone that does that? Just let me smear like, your face, like kiss forehead or something. Yeah. Or, you know, just kiss or the just forehead, something. or it could be like a nose kiss, like touch nose to nose, little fun thing. But no, or he's like like, the, like a head, like a forehead to forehead oh, thing, yeah. where you just kind of like linger there. It's like no, I'm gonna he, run. he went with the whole. I'm gonna rub my hand, <laughs> okay, my dirty ass hand on your face. I'm gonna rub. I'm gonna rake your my hand over you. Like I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm just like I don't know. It's just this weird. Like, okay, thanks. It's Dad. even weirder Ew. when they do it with. What's weird when they do it with the kids, it's yeah. even weirder when they do it with adults. He does it like, to oh, his this. wife. Yeah. Yeah. So what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, stop. Uh, what did you think? What did you think? You know, did you think that the casting of the wife was a little weird? Joan Allen as the wife, she's a great actor, but like she, I felt like she was slumming it. Yeah. And, I don't know. Like, they could have found uh, yeah, that they got this like very stoic, like very like kind of like a madam-y like type woman. Yeah, very as the wife. And then Gina Gershon, also a great cameo by Gina Gershon. I yeah, hot. yeah, love seeing Gina Gershon. Dominic Swain playing the daughter also grew up to do quite a bunch of things. Hmm. As a young Dominic Swain, uh, there apparently on the Blu-ray, there's an alternate ending at the end where Travolta 
he's come back home with his own face, Sean Archer, and he's looking in the mirror, and it cuts, and briefly he sees uh, Caster Troy's face in the mirror looking back at him. I thought they were going to do... Went with, I think what they went with the right ending. They I did. I thought they were going to do a thing where... Troy cast like Sean Archer would look at the camera and like devilishly smile like it's still caster and they tricked him or something. No, but that wouldn't make any sense. No, I maybe, guess. but I think I think going with the feel good ending. Yeah, and the kid, then they bring works. the kid in. There's a lot more heart in this ending and, yeah. and the build up to it makes it, it I think it fits. It did. It gave you the feels. What he like takes he's got a kid back and he's taking care of caster. Taking care of mini caster. Oh, uh, mini caster. Any other fa- although yeah. Although how does that go over with his wife where she goes he's like i, I got a surprise for you <laughs> and and he and he rolls in this kid and he's like yep uh this is uh the man's son <laughs> yes. that killed our kid yeah this is I, I didn't i didn't run this by you i'm just taking home this kid we're, we're we have another kid. We're going to replace what? our dead kid with this kid. I'm just going to surprise you. It's like, hey, this is a puppy. Here we go. It's poetic. It's poetic in the moment, but in reality, it's very fucked. Yeah. How does that go over? How does that go over with his wife? I don't I don't I think it's something you got to talk about. Yeah. It's awkward. She said it's the 90s. It's like, oh, yeah, come on in. Yeah, yeah, we're doing it. We got a new son. Well, look, we got a new son. Replace our old son. Not only do we have a new son, but it's uh, our our son's killer's son. Wait till we tell him about his dad when he gets older. He is (laughs) not going to believe what happened. Wait, wait till we tell him how we, how we, why we adopted him. Yes. Because we, re, you remind me of my old, my dead son, who your father killed. <laughs> How's that gonna go over? That's gonna be an awkward conversation when and he's that, like that, that kid's not having a great childhood once he finds all that out. Maybe the kid you. should be what the sequel is about. Speaking of sequels, of earlier this year, word broke that Adam Wingard, who directed Godzilla vs Kong, right? He did that last mm-hmm. one. He is directing a face-off. It's not a reboot. He says. He's calling it a sequel. So uh, does Godzilla put on King Kong's face? Oh, I would fucking love that. Oh, my God. Uh, that's hilarious. I know that's not true. <laughs> uh, well, listen, we can only hope. I mean, I'm not mad about a face. I mean, if they do a face-off sequel, it's better than a reboot, right? Yes. Would you bring back Travolta and Cage? Or, a, or is it a, a reboot? No, a sequel and bring back Cage and Travolta somehow. Wow, that would be weird. Would that be crazy? Although this article they is from, to, are they swapping faces again? Man, they would have strange. to. That would be this stupid. This article like, is oh, from March of this year. There hasn't been any newer news about this face-off. Yeah, this, sequel. this article is from 2021. So. Yeah, oh yeah, from last year. That's when it, that that was like the last. There wasn't anything more recent. So, well, Adam Wingard's still working on the sequel to Godzilla yes, versus Kong. Yes, yeah. called Godzilla versus Kong again. And, uh, but could you could you make this movie today and still make it work and be make the concept fucking believable? I, some things uh, the con look the concept in and of itself could you know we know it can work. It, it's a, this is a testament to acting and casting. Yeah, right. You cast it right, you get the right actors. You can pull off the convention of somebody pretending to be another person. Now, will it be a fucking John Woo action film? It'll be an Adam Wingard action film, which Adam Wingard can has a talent for making moments, but uh, not really a talent with story at this point. And that's, that's what the linchpin of this movie was. Yeah. As good as the action is, what 
clinches this movie is the performance and the believability of this ridiculous concept. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It, the, the movie, the premise sells it, but the but the I don't think Wingard's got the stones to do it. Yeah, the the performances and the actual story made the movie. And I mean, a part of it, it is such a movie of its time, also, you know. And yeah, John Woo's little touches and directing with the performances. Man, I'm looking at the poster for this movie. This yeah. is the first time I ever noticed yeah. that they were sharing an eye. Oh. What do you mean? That's like half Travolta's face and half... Uh, yeah, but you see in the middle, face. there's the eye. There's an eye in the middle. Oh, it perfectly lines up. Oh. Oh, this is... I'm seeing a different poster. Okay. There's one where... The, the one on Wikipedia is no eye, but there's one poster where they have the same half faces, and then they're sharing one eye. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, I see that. There it is. Yeah, with the whole bunch of them. And oh my yeah. god, that's creepy. It is creepy. It's pretty. That's pretty clever. It's good. It's a fucking fun movie. Love John Woo. All right, let's rate this one, Anthony. What would you give Face Slash Off? So when I did my triumvirate of Nick Cage movies, yeah, yeah. I actually thought Con Air was my most fun. Yeah, but I think that was because I hadn't seen Con Air and I've seen Face Off so many times. But now that we've been talking about Face Off. Face-off's the better one. Ah, I'm going to go eight and a half. Nice. Actually, I'm going to go nine out oh, of ten for shit. Face-off. Oh, shit. Whoa. Wow. Going large. Coming yeah. hard. Face- oh, wow. Face-off. Face-off is just... It's a special fucking it is. movie. It is. There's no, there's no, I mean, it's a body swap movie, yeah. so we've seen body swap yeah. movies. Yeah. We've seen, like, Look Who's Talking, but it's just... I mean, the line... It's so quotable. There's just... There's just something special. And, and I think, unlike Con Air... Which is fun. I, I love Conair. I think Conair's great. This one has the heart that we've mentioned a yep, few times. Yep, yep. And the different perspectives and the depth of actually going into the, the families of yep. both guys and seeing how each guy damaged each other's family and then is now trying to enrich each other's family playing another person. It's it's just a fucking special movie. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. I love it. Rugs, what would you give it? When Nicolas Cage Shows up at the airport, yeah, and he's got that fucking the priest outfit looks like a trench coat blowing in the wind. Yeah. He's wearing the red shirt, and then he's getting his things. There's not a cooler shot in any '90s film yeah. than that shot yeah. right there. Double gold and guns, it's, and it's like sound editing with the wind whipping through the hair. Like it's fucking great, and it's not only so. It's got moments of great cinematography in it. It's got moments of ridiculous stuntmen, and you can see the wires. It's not a perfect film. So it's, but the thing is, for every fault, it's got a boon. Like, it, there's something that's just amazing about it. So it always recovers itself. It's got this duality, just like the what's going on in the story. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, you went nine? Yeah. I'll join you with oh, that. Wow. Shit. Yeah, I'll join you. All right. Wow. I think it's one of the best, one of my favorite action movies of all time. If I was going to make, if I was going to say 20 best action movies, it's easily in there, probably in the top 10, probably in the, maybe even in the top six. Holy shit. So, this wow. this yeah. movie's going to have a run in the 90s tournament. Uh, I'll agree. I also. If it I, were up to rugs. If it was up to rugs. We'll see. He's going to be going yeah, heavy we have for two that other one. Judges, though, yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed this movie again, watching it. I like it better than Con Air. Con Air is great, but, you know, he's playing a good guy in Con Air and, it, and he has a thing there. This unhinged, crazy Nick Cage playing John Travolta playing Nick Cage is fucking, it's amazing. It is such a mind fuck of a role that they had to put themselves into. I love John Woo's style, stylistic shots. I mean, ever since we've been in college, Ruggs knows this. Just, you had me at jumping in the air with two guns and explosions behind you. That's all I need. 
Uh, I'm gonna give two guns. Dual guns is a big. You, thing. you also always need to have two guns. It's in you're either sliding or fucking spinning or jumping. I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. Uh, also, it's a fucking. It's a great movie. It's a fucking great. Great John Woo flick. Uh, All right, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm awesome. I'm, I'm still thinking. Rugs went top twenty, top six. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised, yeah. but I am kind of surprised. Yeah, he well, really loves I've this always, movie. I do love this movie. This is a movie that I would watch. Just like you described it when it was on, we were like, "Oh, we got to watch this yes. fucking movie!" Hell yeah! And well, you know, and I've been qu- quoting, "Oh, what a predicament!" Like I've been saying <laughs> that my whole life, and um, it's I, I remember like when when you said Con Air, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot all the stuff that went on there. It just kind of like, but there's distinct things that I will never forget about this movie. So it's it's memorable. Uh, like Nicolas Cage, like staring into the mirror like a crazy person, yeah. like that, like comes back, like him going face off. Like I remember those <laughs> things, like clear as day, clear as a bell. Like when he diffuses the bomb and it has an orgasm. Like I remember that's some memorable shit. And yeah, like and Papa's got a brand new bag. You have something oh, that I yeah. crave, oh, and he yeah. walks in and he leans in and he grabs the cigarettes. And, <laughs> And the daughter's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I just love that it's moment. Great, it's a yeah. great moment. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's some great shit in that. And um, yeah, where he's, he's <laughs> they're on the fucking plane and there's the fucking Hummers coming at the plane. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? Playing chicken at the plane. Yeah. So, you know, just like great moments that, that, that are like John Woo moments and just crazy action movie moments. He shoots that lady on the plane and then throws her off. And then he just gives this look like, well, what are you going to do? It's like the most ridiculous <laughs> look. Like, what is that? Oh, yeah. That dummy like gets beat up really oh, bad. Yes, and the then blade they, runs over and she's like kind of fine when yes. they actually, she should have been mangled. Like, she, she gets wasn't. run over by the plane. It is so. It's so that's so why crazy. I said, like, yeah, there's so many things you could point out Papa's that are just ridiculously bed. bad. Like, like Anthony said about the stuntman, about the dummies, about the lines you could see, and just some of the just the ridiculous shit that's like completely improbable. But all of those things have something else to bolster it back, so it doesn't ever lose any. It doesn't lose an inch. How about like, when it he- just keeps pushing? How about when he gives his uh, boss, uh, he incites a heart attack with his boss by telling him he's Caster Troy. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I want to tell you. Punches him in the, he in the chest. Punches him. Oh, yeah, punches him. Is that what happened? Yeah, I'm I was Caster like, Troy. what did he do? And then he like chokes him. I mean, no, he, like, he, the guy had heart problems. I think he hits him in the heart. Oh. And, then he, and then he tells him as he hits him, right before he's going to hit him in the heart, he tells him he's Caster Troy. So Dude, he incites and, his, his heart attack. And everybody to Sean Archer is like, how's your dead son, Sean? I was like, Jesus Christ, these people. My, uh, my, the, one of the most cringeworthy things is Margaret Cho, Cho's obligatory. Did they take the fucking stick out of your ass oh, line? Yeah, Margaret Cho's in there, Mar- too. Mar- I, fr- I, I remember when <laughs> I watched this back, I, went, this? I forgot that Margaret Cho was in this fucking movie. Like, <laughs> they're like, we need to have Margaret Cho say something funny, but they don't give her anything funny to say. <laughs> It was like the worst. Like, give her a better line. She's funnier than that. Come on. Anyway, what a what a film. What a so much fun. All right, look. uh, There's no news from the nation this week. Uh, So we're just gonna wrap up with some. What are we watching? Hold that part in, rug. Save it for next week. 
The people will be waiting. Oh my god, he's gonna. No. I don't know if he'll be survive. You might explode. Oh, <laughs> uh, by the you're supposed how, to do that. Why is there no news from the nation? I can't. No, nobody was talking on the uh, nation. You know what? I just uh, there's nothing that caught my fancy that it was like <laughs> put it in here. Sometimes oh, wow. I'm gonna save it. Look, all right, nation, you've been warned. Sometimes you got right. You're slacking, nation. Sometimes you got to. Imran's not finding you interesting anymore. Sometimes wow. you got to not fucking no. Bring your A game, nation. It's not that. It's just I knew this would take a whole time discussing two movies, so I just kept it slim. Wow. No. I, nation, you should be offended. No, you can't. You can't. You can't let Imran walk his way Sometimes out. Sometimes no. you got to take something away so that people miss it, and then then it reinvigorates and lights a fire under their ass. How about that? Nothing interesting ever comes from the nation, according to Imran. You guys want to pick something yeah. from the nation? Look it up. Pull it up, and, and no, we can do that it. That was your that was your thing, and you this, you decided this, it wasn't I interesting. You're work. like an editor. You're like I an can't editor wait to hear newspaper. what next week's nation's going to be about. Listen, it's also it's Labor <laughs> Day. It's, it's Labor Day. I didn't want to do any labor. Oh, so, yeah. I'm being right. lazy. I didn't. All right. But all right. what are we watching, Anthony? You watch anything else besides Con Air and Face Off? We can talk about some of the stuff that's on here, but the thing that's not on here that I watched is yeah. I finished up the um, the four movies that are in the tournament for Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, the Jean-Claude Quadrology. So, quadrology that are in the in our tourney. There's, he's made a lot of movies, but I watched the four. Okay. And the last two I watched this week were Time Cop, which yeah. I've never seen. Yeah. And Universal Soldier, which I've seen plenty of times. Oh, man. So I rewatched Universal Soldier. I, I, I just went to eat. Uh, <laughs> Did you watch Double Impact? Double Impact's not in our tourney, it's so I haven't watched it. Oh, we didn't make it. No. Oh, I'm sorry. But I did watch Time Cop. I like Time Cop a lot, actually. I can't wait to watch that one again. <laughs> Time Cop was a, a while. was more fun than I than I anticipated. Clear yeah, bad guy's great in that one. Yeah, great bad guy. Clearly like a, a RoboCop Terminator amalgamation of a movie, but really well done. And Universal Soldier. I'm like, where should we shoot her? In the stomach? No. <laughs> in the chest? Uh-uh. In the head. Tom <laughs> Lundgren is rock, like off his rocker in this movie. <laughs> the way he is acting, I've never. I am like, I remember it being like that, but uh, just a fresh reminder of how crazy he's acting in this movie. Oh my god! It's I can't empty. Wait. It's empty. <laughs> he's like when he's when he's bashing him, Jean Claude Van Damme against the 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 car. He's like, you need to follow the chain of command. When I say jump, you say how high. Got it? <laughs> and he just fucking jam, jam. Oh my god! There's so many good quotes from Dolph Lundgren, and then also as Rugs mentioned last week, and I said earlier, the I just want to eat when he's at the fucking <laughs> diner, and he just eats. He they cut to him and he's eating like twenty plates of food. <laughs> He learned how to eat by looking at these country folks eating steak and mashed potatoes. The reaction he has when he puts the mashed potatoes in his mouth, he's just like, oh, this is good. <laughs> Putting foreign guys playing robot type yeah. characters, yeah, never, it's always it good. always works. It always, always works. Work. It's always It always funny. works. It, it, it actually suits them to do that yes, kind of stuff. because they seem very alien and robot. And yeah. Like, foreign guys playing robots is is the best. Like that makes Arnold more frightening in Terminator. Is that he's Jean Claude Van Damme plays a awesome fucking weird robot thing that he's got going on. <laughs> yeah, they should. I mean, they made other Universal uh, Soldier movies. They did. Yeah, they did. I've seen uh, the one with Goldberg in it. That one's not good. Yeah. No. Then there's other I ones. I, one of, I think that one of them is good. Um. Well, they come back. They bring them. They bring them back for a few of them. And I think Scott Adkins is in one of them. Oh wow! I might, I might be wrong on that, but there's yeah. They made like four or five. So we got four Van Damme movies, three Nick Cage movies, right in the tournament. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. 
Oh, this is going to be a bloodbath. I got to watch all of those. <laughs> now that I got, I got to finish the Nick Cage trilogy, and now I got to catch up on the Van Damme. Well, if you're, if you're on the John Woo train, watch Hard Target. Oh, yeah. Hard I'll do Target that. and. Yes. And uh, face off are very similar yep, yep. in terms of their, obviously, because of the style. Love the woo. But other things I've watched, which we, we might want to talk about, I did watch She Hulk this week and I've watched House of the Dragon. So oh, you caught up things. on all three episodes of House of the Dragon? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so nice. I'm, I'm caught up. She Hulk, everyone's talking about the twerking with Megan the Stallion. Yeah, that's already all on the internet and it's kind of. I think I, I, the time, I, 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 I like I, I laughed at it. I didn't think it was a big deal. <laughs> people are are going nuts about it in either one way or the other. The people I saw a lot of memes that like Tony Stark died for this. This is and, what Tony Stark died for. By the way, I just That's find if you're going, I just find if you're going to give all of these speeches about like you know women and blah blah blah, and all of a sudden then you just start twerking. It just I it mean, just incongruent. I, but but like, I never thought we would have seen She Hulk twerking with Megan Thee Stallion. That was wild. Like, she Hulk would probably like, She Hulk is good. always sexy yeah. and and exposing herself and and sexual sex positive. Mm-hmm. But that's you know it's just their their the show is kind of like doesn't know what it wants there to be like th- actually her twerking is probably more like uh, John Byrne era She Hulk <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know sure. like yeah. being very free sure. with her body you know yeah. but um it's just weird it's it's canon she's like I want people to see me as he's he's always like I want people to see me as a lawyer I'm a lawyer I'm a smart lawyer but then let me just drop it like it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Let me fucking like let me, let me my butt cheeks I, look like they're jello. Okay, big booty. I do enjoy that they uh, they're kind of acknowledging the, the discourse around the current conversation during yeah. the show. You yes, know, the whole oh everyone's becoming a woman. Yeah. They put that in there, and then they put the. I like how she goes a plot and b plot coming oh, yeah. together, connecting. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I think it's a cute little show. I don't, I'm not offended by it. I know the internet's going crazy, but I didn't have a problem. Yeah, it's a it's fine fun. show. It's just sometimes it doesn't know what it wants to do. I mean, yeah. It was trying to do everything. It, it was is. it was fun and it was like really a lot of legal comedy in this one and the abomination bit was fun and Wong shows up and you get the story and everything's explained. It was fun. Uh Megan the Stallion Cannon now in the MCU. Does she have powers? Is she a client? Did she sign up to be a client at the end? Meaning yeah. she has powers of some kind? I don't yeah, know. she has pussy power. Yeah. <laughs> she has wet pussy. She does. That's what, and that fucking, that, <laughs> yeah, Dennis the Dick was hilarious. Like that character. That character, I thought. Is was- that the song she does, or is uh, am I thinking of somebody? Oh, you're else? absolutely right. It's called WAP. All right, good. Yep, you're absolutely right. Look at yes. you. Look at you being all trendy and hip. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a fun I, show. I love the. I'm going to regret saying this tomorrow. <laughs> like whatever. I, she. It's her song. Okay. I'm just. Uh, it is her song. I'm just. I just fucked up the title. The, the only thing that's maybe weird. I saw this criticism from Sean Chandler. Yeah, is the show kind of exit like this show is so different than a lot of the Marvel shows. It almost yeah. is as if it's its own thing. Like, like they're everyone's acting not like they would normally act in the real world. Like it's a, it's a little bit more elevated. So it's it's oh. kind of strange, but uh, eh, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> it is. It's very meta. <laughs> I, don't put, I don't put a lot of thought into something that they're. They're not trying to go for anything huge. So that's the thing. I did think it was kind of strange that the plot revolved around this woman who defrauded this man, but the whole episode is about how this man's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he. I just feel like wait, you know, no, like she, he well, got his money. She, she got justice. Like they did make her. Pay. Like she's treating abomination with more class than the guy that she works with. <laughs> you, 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 you know, get what he I'm saying? It's weird. Delusional. I would believe so. that he did think that. Yes. No, but that guy is hilarious, and he's a dick. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah, he goes. Uh, what was the line? There's a woman over there. Let me go hit on it. I'm gonna go talk to it. Talk to it. Go talk to it. Who says that? No, it's no, it's exaggerated. That's that's, exactly, that's what I'm saying. It's 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 so exaggerated to the point of of this is clearly its own little pocket. Like they're not even doing their own thing. They're doing their own thing. Yeah, sitcoms are always like in their own little TV universe, right? And this is yeah. like heavily in its own little TV sitcom self aware universe. Okay, so the quality of the show is fine. Yeah, all right, it's fine. What do you? But what about the the, the CG is kind of getting dodgier by the minute. Yeah, yeah, every time. Tough. It's all it's right. Tough. I mean, her, yeah, her, her walking around is tough. And I think it's it's when she's in. It was perfectly fine when she was with the Hulk in a jungle. Uh huh. But I think when you throw her in an office, yeah. with other people that yeah. aren't looking, that aren't CG, it's it's tough, especially with when it's like bright. Yeah. When you have two yeah. CG characters playing off of each other, it's fine. Right. When you have all these real people and then you can see that the frame rate's not really yeah. the same or the pacing and the weight isn't there. She's just like a little like smooth or shiny or it's, something. I don't know. I thought about it. I think it's a lot of it's uncanny valley stuff where yeah. Hulk and Abomination are exaggerated monsters yeah so the eye lets you go okay that's fine but she's just a tall woman that's green that looks like tatiana maslani yes right she's just a six seven woman also abomination when when he gets big he doesn't have a penis is that how that works and then when he gets smaller i think, his I think if you returns. freeze it he's wearing underwear or like oh, a, sh- or like a shawl was? or something oh, he, on his. okay i thought he was naked maybe he's no, no i don't think he's got a dick uh, i think i'm with him on so, here i think he's dickless and, take, take a look at it i think he's wearing I think right, I, I didn't that. look his dick long enough. I need to look at it. And <laughs> those, those words, I took a look. It wasn't cellmates that was soulmates. He's got seven broads there waiting to uh, take him to a farm or something. That was and he takes off on them at yeah. the end, according to the credits. Uh, In the credit drawings, he oh. like takes off. Oh, he runs. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was weird. Them. That was weird. But it's, again, it's a fun show. Whatever. It's a half hour comedy. I'm, gonna, I'm digging it. Let's talk about House of the Dragon real quick. How are we? What are we feeling? Three episodes in, everybody caught up. Yeah, I, I felt the spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Go ahead. I was like watching this episode. I'm like, this is taking very long. I don't know what's the point of this. And then they got to that oh, scene, the with, battle at the end, and I was like, whoa! All right, that was, that was dope. Oh shit! Yeah. I didn't expect this to happen this soon. And so we had a nice little action sequence built from oh. great drama, right? Of what was happening in the mm. beginning of the show. Was that was Damon's reaction, uh, Anthony? What do you think so far? You love it? You digging it? Yeah, I think it's really good. I think House of Dragons is really good. The only thing I'm not, I wasn't expecting, is how fast they're moving through time. Yeah, this third episode jumps ahead three years, which I was like, "What? What happened?" Okay, they're jumping. They're they're definitely going fast. Even this, the jump from the first to the second episode is oh yeah is months. It's 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 a while. Yeah, I like everything. I like. I, I I see now what they're setting up where she's the heir, but no one really wants her to be the heir in Rayarna, Rhaenyra, yeah. or Rhaenyra. whatever. Yeah, I I can feel I that those first forty minutes I actually really enjoyed because yeah. you can feel the weight of what's going against Viserys and yeah. all the things that are pulling against him. Yeah, I think it's just a a very they they're doing a really good job putting all the pieces in place, but then also kind of keeping things a little bit unpredictable. In that I can still. I still am surprised that things are happening. I, I like Damon's reaction to he when he finds out that Viserys is going to help him. He he's still like, beats up that. the guy. He's yeah. like, I'm going to fucking end this now because he, yeah, that's offensive to him because he's been there for like three years. Yeah, there's so I mean, the whole <laughs> when they're betrothing Rhaenyra and 
and one guy suggests, oh, yeah. or uh, uh, his his hand suggests that he betroth him to his two year old son, betroth her to her oh, the baby. Two-year-old brother. I was like, what? The baby? To her <laughs> own brother? Yes, her own stepbrother. Yeah. He wanted Bernard to marry the two year old stepbrother. I was like, what? Is that what you just but, suggested? He's all about uh, women's empowerment. He's like you. By the end, he goes, uh, "You're still the heir, and and yeah. you marry who you want to marry." Yeah, he so, did. But that we was know that's not going to work out, right? Yeah. We know that's not going to end up being the way it is. But yeah, there's good drama. It's well written. It's uh, Game of Thrones is back or House of the Dragon now. The, the crab feeder was kind of cool, and uh, that was kinda... he walks out with the half of the dude. Yeah, cut out, he's dragging him. That's just... <laughs> you don't even see no, him kill him. They no. doesn't even get the dignity of being killed on, on fucking screen. They didn't show it. He's just dragging his fucking cut up body. I was like, oh fuck. But the, the the plan was great, luring him out as bait, which is the plan they mentioned, and he just does it. But you see him like looking to the skies. Yeah. He's like, "Where's this fucking dragon? Yeah, I know like, it's no coming. dragon, no dragon." And uh, dude, we've gotten some great Dracaris moments already. I'm like, "Fucking Dracaris, these fuckers! I can't wait." And he comes down and Dracaris. Hey, man, it, it, look, it, some of the parts of it are slow, but it does. It paid off at the end. Like I was like, "Oh fuck!" Mm-hmm. The last like fucking eight minutes of this show is like kicking ass. All right, yeah. let's do this. Yeah. It gets me, it got you, got me pumped for the next episode, and that's what they have to do. Absolutely, uh, it's fucking, it's great. Drag, Game of Thrones is back now. Well, can I ask? Can I lead this one and ask yes. you guys? Yes, because yes, of, I have a personal connection to this place now. Yes, yes. Uh, how is the most expensive show in the world doing right now? This is a good question, Rugs. Did you catch any of the two episode premiere? I watched Ring both of them. Oh, you did. I did also. I want to hear. Let's start with Rugs because okay. Rugs was. I think Rugs was a little critical of this series even happening. This is a showdown. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't. This isn't directly working off Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they're kind of freewheeling it a little bit. The casting's a little weird. I feel like when you're casting elves and you're casting. Stuff you gotta. I, I think Nick Chev said this in the in one of our chats, and I'm like, dude, I totally agree. And I'm gonna mention it on the show. So yeah, I think that some of the casting could have been a little bit tighter. Um, but I think overall, the adventure is. I I'm kind of into the adventure. I don't understand the timeline. I don't understand like how all of a sudden we go from Harfoots to Hobbits the, in like a couple hundred years. Age. It, that's like a hundred years is not, uh, you can't evolve into a different species or be called something new. That's like too little, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe they changed their way of doing that. They just call themselves hobbits. Like the Romans call themselves the Byzantines. Maybe that's what that is. I don't know. But like, it was just weird that that little amount of time is going to lead to hobbits. Um, I do think that that dude who falls from the sky yeah. is Gandalf. Oh, that's and- who that is. I was wondering who that was. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that's Gandalf. I might be wrong, but that's what I'm. Because uh, there's not telling no you wizards yet in this at this age of that's Lord of the right. Rings, right? How, how uh, does it look? I, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, it looks going. amazing. It in at times, it looks breathtakingly amazing, mm-hmm. and at other times, it looks like a TV show. Um, but uh, I feel like that the visual eye candy that they give you, it's beautiful enough to be like worth. Like, oh, the price of admission. You're like, oh, okay, I'm getting my money's worth here. I'm getting to see fucking this very well-rendered stuff. Now, is the are the orcs as cool as they and the and the trolls as cool as they make them in the movies? Not um, eh, quite. I think the movies, are they got a little leg up on them uh, with Weta and everything like that. But I feel like still looks great. And the, the fact that I've seen about two hours worth of this and there's still hours left to go. Yeah. 
And uh, I don't know how many hours we're going to see in this, but if they can keep this up throughout the whole thing and not like blow their load, it's going to be interesting to watch. I'm definitely down for the adventure. This is not Game of Thrones. They're in, right? Yeah, I was just going to ask. This is yes. basically Prime's. They're 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 trying to get a Game of Thrones type uh, show, yep. you know, in terms of no, following. but it's not. It's right. it's not Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is like, uh, like a you know, it's it's a totally different animal. It's got dragons in it, and it's got people in they it. Blah blah blah. Swear but this is on Game of Thrones. They'll show you boobies and dick skin chopped off. I don't think yeah, they're going to do that. On this the is more of, an, of an adventure. Yeah, it's a fantasy, fantasy adventure. adventure. Yes. It's well acted, and it's. It, it it is kind of it's it's kind of a refreshing in a way, but yeah, it, I don't un, I I don't quite get it, but I'm I'm on board. So well, here, here's some here's some stats. Yeah, there's going to be at least five seasons of this. Oh geez, wow. Amazon Prime is very committed to this. Obviously, with the yeah. money they spent. Yeah, yeah. and okay. the, the first episode drew, I think, twenty five million. Viewers. That's what they said. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, it would have been the season premiere first success, two. Yeah. For, yeah the, the, so far, rousing success, but I mean, they have gigantic hopes for this, this show, obviously with the amount of money, but they, they want this to be a cultural thing similar to Game of Thrones was. Obviously, different, brighter show, but a lot, it, lot it, going into this. I, I will say, it. Do, you want to watch this on the biggest TV you can find. It is a big show. It is epic in scale, and it is beautiful looking at times. They do. Yeah, don't watch this on a computer. No, don't watch this on your phone. <laughs> Filmed in New Zealand. It's you know they're flying around the map to different parts of Middle Earth, and you learn. So the story didn't lose me. They do. They jump around a lot. There's a lot of different species. There's the elves. There's the people that live in Middle Earth. There's the Heartfoots. Uh, and in the end of the first episode, this dude falls from the sky, and uh, from a meteor. You're like, what the fuck's going on? So that was a great ending of the first episode. I'm I'm uh, I'm enjoying it. I am in. I will follow, but I will say I think I enjoy the Game of Thrones a little bit better. It is different. Game of Thrones is more like political two alliance episodes. drama. Yeah, yeah. Two came a couple out. couple other things to point out. Amazon spent twenty two hundred fifty million to buy the rights. Yep, four sixty five on the first season alone. Yep, that's three quarters. Of a as million mentioned, dollars. committed to five seasons. The final sum should probably top a billion when they yep. when they're done with the show. Funny, a couple couple things to to note. Elon Musk tweeted about the show today. Oh, he did. He what goes, did he say? Tolkien is turning in his grave. Oh, shit. Almost every male character so far is a coward, jerk, or both. Only Galadriel is brave, smart, and nice. So, oh boy. Well, it, it's, like it's, I mean, it's true. It's true. That's not what Tolkien probably would have written. Galadriel's uh, pretty badass. This show well, was getting uh, pe- people are mad because this is not based on the Cimmerillion. Is that what I read? No, the Cimmerillion is well. It, it is what Tolkien wrote, and so this is not. This is after the Cimmerillion. After, oh, the, yeah. So it's their own. And thing. Um, the thing I thought was like. It's called Rings of Power. They should get to Rings of Power like at some point. Like, they they should make, at least allude yeah, to it. Are they going to make any rings at all? Is yet I to think be that that's what the elf and is trying to get the, el- the, the 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 dwarves to help him with to make yeah, Mount Doom Durin so they can forge and the rings. Elrod are fun together. So I think I think this is what's going on. Sauron is pulling the strings behind the to try and create the Rings of Power so he can have the one ring to rule them all. I mean, I liked how Galadriel was like the only one who still wanted to not give up and, you know, that she could sense he's still out there and the rest of the fucking elves fucked off into the sky. I just wish it wasn't Galadriel because Galadriel is a character that we see later on and she's not that person. Yeah, Yeah, this is this is a a journey. Well, one one more question for me. I did watch the first five minutes just to see what a five hundred million dollar show looks like. There's a lot of setup in the first five minutes. 
I just I just looked at it and went, oh, this looks expensive. Yeah. I'm not really into yeah. Lord of the Rings, but yeah. if you got if, if enough people are raving about it, but the natural comparison is there because these are both prequel shows yep. running concurrently. Yeah, two episodes of Lord of the Rings, three episodes of House of Dragon, or yep. two episodes of Rings of Power, three episodes of House of Dragon. Imran, you said House of Dragon. You think is better so far? I'm enjoying. It's the natural comparison, even though is, they're two different things. It is the natural comparison. I'm enjoying and House I, of I Dragon. I want to hear what Rugs has to say. After. I'm enjoying House of Dragon more because I was more invested in that material that it's a prequel to. Then invested in Lord of the Rings, like, and I know Lord of the Rings is a lot older, and we wouldn't have Game of Thrones if it wasn't for Lord of the Rings. But the story did not scare me away so far. It is easy to follow. There is some, there's some cool creatures in the Lords of the Ring, Lord of the Rings, the first two episodes, and some cool scenes where, uh, you know, there's some fucking monsters and shit. So you got monsters here, you got dragons there. I'm just right now more connected to what's happening in the House of Dragon world. On Rotten Tomatoes, the Lord of the Rings was getting review bombed by people. So the audience score right now for the show is 39%. The tomato meter is 84%. House of Dragon audience score 84%. Tomato meter 85%. 1% higher on the house. So far, what do you think? I know it's two different things. It's two different things. Uh, I think that okay. Let's let's put it in perspective here. Okay, Lord of the Rings, the trilogy that Peter Jackson made is great. Okay, mm-hmm. um, it's got a lot to live up to. What about the Hobbit the trilogy? <laughs> too much. The Hobbit trilogy. Too much. It was too long. Like it didn't need to be three movies. No. They they stretched it into a. Tri- it should have been one movie. Okay. But still, if you could just edit all those movies down to one, it would probably be a decent movie. Because um, it's not like the movie was bad per se; it just was. We didn't need three movies of this. Mm-hmm. We, it was they stre- It was clearly stretched out. You could tell it was padded, but still, it was high quality in in many ways. Um, so now, Lord of the Rit. I mean, uh, Game of Thrones. Like it went down in flames. Mm-hmm. So it has a different thing to live up to. I don't know. I don't know which which is harder. Is it harder to like try and bust out of the shadow of like a successful Tolkien product projects, or is it better to kind of rise out of the ashes of one that went down in flames? Mm-hmm. I don't know which is better, which is the more resounding victory here. But I think that the fact that the goodwill towards Lord of the Rings is probably a little bit more than the goodwill towards Game of Thrones, and that Game of Thrones is winning people over. I think that's more of a thing to notice, mm. right? You're like, oh, this fucking show that everybody was like pissed about or whatever. All of a sudden it's back. Mm-hmm. Like that is interesting. And people are um, digging it and they're watching yeah, it. Yeah. I feel like that Oh, for me to go, oh, I'm back in the Game of Thrones. Yeah. Now you got Elon Musk tweeting about the Rings of Power, how it's got some of this, um, you know, you know, kind of a. Uh, not really token esque like structure and the and in heroin and, and all that stuff. I can I can I can look past it. That doesn't bother me. But I do think they have a lot to live up to. Mm-hmm. They really do. Especially since they decided not to do Cimmerillion. Um it 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 does kind of it does give them a slight um disadvantage. But I do think that there's way more money put into this Lord of the Rings show. Oh, that, it's, and it it's clearly gorgeous. that's clearly the show yeah. that's gonna dazzle you with with the effects. visuals are amazing and yeah. you get a sense of this scope. And the acting is the good acting too. Is it's good. just yeah. not 
It's just not this like mean spirited show, right? Like, right. Like, like Kate, like it's Thrones. not as sexy. Yeah. you know what I yeah. mean. So it's not as sexy. That's it. Like Thrones, but it's solid fantasy adventure. You know, top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm in on both of them. They are. It's interesting. They're different, but this is the. I think Game of Thrones is, is doing. It's just doing a little bit better because it is kind of like an underdog. Yeah. You're like, oh, this fucking show that. You know, it's got a lot of bad will. No, that's a comeback fucking story. When we talk about who doesn't love a comeback story, it's a Game of Thrones comeback story right, right now. They The second episode pulled more 10.2 million viewers. I don't know what the third one did. So Thrones picked up viewers. Like the fact that no one wanted this game, of, uh, this Lord of the Rings show yeah. and people are are watching it and people are tuning in. That's interesting. Also, yeah. HBO filmed a pilot for a whole other show and spent like millions of dollars and then just fucking canned it. So they need this show to be good. It's, it's going to be interesting. I yeah. think this yeah. is going to be they having both on at the same time. It, it just draws a natural comparison. So Do you want to talk about watch. Geek Boner? Geek Boner. In a little while, there will be episodes of She-Hulk for Marvel, Andor from Star Wars, House of Dragon for Game of the Thrones, and Rings of Power from Lord of the Rings all coming out every week. From all of those entities. This That's is, insane. This is the era we live in. Isn't that fucking crazy? Oh, shit. <laughs> it's not only thought? the movies. Now it's it's the TV and the, the, the streaming. It's huge. Everyone's looking for their big... Everyone's looking for their Game of Thrones. Their, their, yeah. their big show. And or their Stranger all, Things or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, man, Amazon is betting big, and I think I think it might pay off. The quality is definitely there for this fucking price. It looks... Well, if you guys amazing. keep watching it and yeah. you think it's good, I might I might dabble. I just I don't think it's never it's ever going to be as like juicy as Game of Thrones, right? No, Where, no, I'm not expecting that. I've yeah. I've seen the first Lord of the Rings and I know I yeah. know what it is. Yeah, but if I mean if a, a show is well executed enough, I'll, I'll I would enjoy it. Yeah. I, I I'm very curious. I'm so intrigued by the fact that they spent that much money on it. Right? <laughs> it's insane. Like nobody's ever. It's just a, a gigantic bet to make it's like Amazon 60 Prime million big. an episode. I think yeah. is what it works out to. Which is I think this is going to be eight episodes. I think that. so. Let's see. Uh, so that's why I'm looking eight, at Wikipedia, and it's eight a, to it's ten. Eight. Is it eight? That's they have in here eight. So okay, okay. Running till October fourteenth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, pretty soon. Like Andor starts mid September, so it'll be She Hulk, Andor, House of the Dragon, Lord of the Rings every week, every mm. Thursdays, Fridays, Sundays. I don't know when Rings comes out. I think Fridays. Oh, too much to watch. Yeah, I man. did also watch the other thing. I started watching the show, Anthony. You told me it wasn't happening, but it has happened. It's out. Oh, the Tyson show? It's called Mike on Hulu. It's mm-hmm. pretty fucking good. It's from the creator of the guy, the, the writer of that I, Tanya movie about Tanya Harding. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the guy playing Mike is great. His The framing is, you know how he did that one-man show in 2017? This is the uh, the 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 gimmick, the narrate, narrative gimmick that frames the whole show. He's telling the stories on stage and you go flashbacks to him growing up how fucked up his life was and his with his mom and mm-hmm. being in prison and how he picks up boxing and harvey keitel plays the first trainer he has who's amazing oh uh what's that guy's uh, name cuss customado yeah. customado yeah. i was like yeah. is that fucking harvey keitel he's so old i was like it's fucking harvey keitel doing like a burgess meredith you know with a rocky uh as customado it's really good it's Custom really Auto good also trained uh What's his name? Uh, a bunch of two other uh, world champion guys. Yeah, apparently. Floyd Patterson. Floyd Patterson uh, was the other one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, they go through. So the, they've already gone through like him meeting Robin and getting married and what a disaster that was. Oof, uh, and then losing to uh, Buster Douglas and all that shit. Uh, it's good. Fucking good show. I'm really. Did they, did they do the part where he made the video game? Uh, they talk about the game and there's a scene. He's he's like ecstatic. He's like my, nobody had their name on games back then. And there's a scene where it's a little bit later. It's like 1990, 91. He goes to a store with his cousin. He's going to buy all these kids fucking and Nintendos. And he's like throwing one of the Mike Tyson punch outs. And the guy's like, oh, nobody told you, huh? And he shows him the game and they have changed the name to a white guy. It's like Mr. Star's punch out. Like they had taken him off the game. Remember after a while, it wasn't Mike Tyson's punch out anymore. Yeah, it was just called punch it was out. Just punch yeah. out. And he was like, oh, I'm fucking. That's like when he's a nobody in his career and he's got a. Then he meets Don King. Oh, it's great. It's really good. Anthony, I think you would like it. It's a fucking good show. It's just a lot to watch. There's a lot to watch. So uh, next <laughs> week, uh, be on the lookout for a couple of things. We will cover all this. It is Disney Plus Day on September 8th. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder will be available to stream on, the, on September 8th. And then D23 is this weekend, September 9th through 11th. Mm. You've probably seen the rumors of what they're planning to announce. Get ready. For a shit ton of casting and announcements about Marvel and Star Wars, we will cover. You heard that the DC thing got canceled? DC Fandom, which they did for two years, got canceled, which is whatever. It's fine. There's a fucking. Zaslav. That, yeah. He's like, cancel it. Well, because if they're going back out to conventions and in person things, you don't need fucking DC Fandom, I guess. It's a waste of money. Cancel that shit right and it now. Was, and it was like four hours of fluff to watch like three trailers, really. It's all they did. Mm. So. Yeah, it's fine. You could cancel that. It's yeah. fine. Doesn't matter. But he's just yeah, he's canceling more shit. We'll see. Uh, but D twenty three, I'm very excited. Very excited. Geek boner. Yeah. What are they going to predict? We know. We'll wait till next week. I think week. there's going to be a secret invasion trailer. Oh shit! I think we That's might meet the cast of the Fantastic Four. Hmm. We'll see. Nice. Uh, and big casting rumors are are floating around the interwebs right now. Uh, so oh really? Yeah. So, we talked about we them. Though, didn't yeah. they're so. What about who they got for Ben Grimm? Uh, I don't know, but they they're the, remember we talked about Giancarlo Esposito. Mm-hmm. So there's a rumor that uh, he's going to be announced, and Denzel Washington maybe, meaning Denzel could be playing Magneto, and Giancarlo what? Esposito could be playing Professor X. This is a rumor. Yeah, that would be insane. Also, Henry Cavill is rumored to be announced in a casting of something. Um, huh. but these are all rumors. Oh, really? Yeah, well, they're, yeah they're, I'm seeing here potentially some directing announcements, maybe yeah. Secret Wars, maybe Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. Definitely, I think it's going to be that guy, Shackman. They've already the Hollywood Reporter already beat them. What else does it say? Do you see those lists of names there? I'm looking at Screen Rant's one. They're yeah. saying full blade cast announcement, oh, perhaps oh. Werewolf by Night. Uh-huh. Uh Secret Invasion. Seth Rogen. Oh my God, he's Howard. Seth the Rogen duck. is what? I don't know. As the thing. Oh, that's Seth Whoa. Green is Howard the Duck. Seth Rogen. Jason Siegel and Seth Rogen. Oh, God. With Paul Rudd. You have a comedy movie right there. Oh, my God. Oh, that'd be bad. Seth <laughs> Rogen is yeah. Grant Bank. Sorry, Bank. I stepped all over you. But <laughs> no, no, no. I, just, I, was, I, didn't I was flabbergasted when I saw that. And it's not on where I'm looking. So that. Whoa. I'm looking at Screen Rant right now. Hmm. I'm looking at some. This article is from a week ago. So maybe this is not correct. I don't know. Wow. Seth Rogen. And Grimm? They, yeah, they they have... Okay. Yeah, read um, some more stuff. What do you got? Okay, many rumors. Okay, so they got... Um, Krasinski might still be in the game. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Penn Badgley is also. Uh, oh, he's still in the running. Is uh, being rumored. Um, Jamie Dorman is also being considered for Reed Richards. Hmm. Um, okay, Sue Storm. We talked about all those women. Uh, uh, Shersha Roman, Jody Comer, mm-hmm. Philippa Sue, mm-hmm. Amanda Seafried, Lily James, Vanessa Kirby. And then they talk about uh, Ben Grimm. And um, so uh, the thing is Jason Siegel, Seth Rogen, uh, Johnny, Joe Carey, uh, Zach Efron, Rudy Pankow, and Dart. Dakra Montgomery. I don't know who that is, but that's a weird name. Dakra. Hmm. Um, this, I don't know any of those uh, people. This one article says one report suggests Marvel Studios has signed John Boyega, Henry Cavill, yeah. Jody Comer, Daisy Edgar Jones, Krasinski, Giancarlo Esposito, and Denzel Washington in various roles that may be. I did, I, I'm looking at that too, that rumor. That one, that, they that might sounds bring like all those people there. That's that like John Boyega. Yeah. Who's John Boyega? Finn from fucking Star Wars. John Boyega. No, I mean, who is he going to oh, be? I don't know. This could be like a combination of Fantastic Four X Men casting right there. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like it looks like they're the rumors is that they're bringing all these actors and actresses to D23 and then revealing who they are. Oh boy. Denzel, uh, that'd be cool. I Denzel is as Magneto. Right? With against wow, it, I, I can't imagine Denzel doing a Marvel movie and being a fucking Magneto in Marvel would be amazing. I feel like I'm, Denzel's so above doing that crap, but hey, you that'd be awesome. A, write a big enough check. That's true. You get down and, to and, and villain, right? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, hopefully they don't kill what, him. What, what if Denzel is Professor X? Oh, what if they switch? I would, I would like that too. That would be good. We'll probably find out maybe Deadpool three, Thunderbolts cast. John Boyega. What would he do? Because you think about Easy it, you got laid. Because uh, you you can do the allegory of Martin Luther King, yeah. Malcolm X. Oh yeah. Oh shit. And you'd have actual the guy who played Malcolm X playing Magneto. That'd be fucking amazing. Oh shit. That would be amazing. Who would John Boyega mm. play? I mean, Cyclops. it could be anybody. Yeah. What, I mean, there's, uh, there's Bishop. They got. I got to see a picture of him as Bishop. In, oh, uh, maybe he's Bishop. That's just lazy. Yeah, that's just laziness. <laughs> oh, who's the only other black guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing is they could swap race on anybody and put John. Yeah, Boyega Marvel's. In. Yeah, it's it's anyone's yeah. game right I mean, now. They're could, not. They're not. They're not. They've already disappointed fans. Boyega with could casting be, enough. They can. They can just keep doing. Boyega it. could be the human torch for all we know. Right? They would yeah, do that. He could be. He could be anybody. It could be anybody. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if Marvel, if they have all those names, that'd be, I'd go, wow, that's pretty insane. Even if they have some of those names, I'd be, that's pretty fucking crazy. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. We, we, we see stuff about the Marvels or more Hulk stuff, our armor wars. It could, it's, they're going to fucking drop their dick. And, uh, <laughs> Do you think that it's too on the nose, though, to do X-Men or mutants? Because they can't do X-Men anymore. They can't have men in the title. But uh, (laughs) to do mutants. But then have like this and have that Malcolm X allegory in there. Do you think that's too much? That might be too on the nose. Like Marvel's got to chill a little bit, you know? I think it would be. I've heard rumors instead of making it an allegory towards uh, the civil rights movement, they'd push towards more of uh, the LGBTQ. Oh, okay. So kind of re- rejigger it to be more of a modern thing. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. It was always all kinds of stuff like yeah. That, it was it was always weird. all about the like the underrepresented, right? So or the outsider, yeah. yeah. Maybe so, I would like to know who's directing. They don't need like that's like, they don't need to force that hand. It's already there, right? You know, it's already I implied. feel like that that 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why make it? I don't know. I just feel like that's, I don't know. It just, it feels forced. Yeah. So it's already there. Like you don't have to force it in there. We we're already talking about people being different and, you know, unaccepted because they're different. You know, we need to. It was always the allegory for that, though. So that's the. Well, that was part of it. But then also the big part of it was the family aspect. To oh, it, which yeah. They, yeah, they yeah, yeah. To, you know, this is a this is a dysfunctional family that's been ripped away from their normal families and are living in solitude with this guy that thinks he knows best. Professor X. Yeah. There's two no family way. things. They got to build Fantastic Four and X-Men, two different kinds of family. The family is future. Put Dom well, Toretto like, in there. No, the fractured family is the future, yeah. basically. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm now, now you, I wasn't all that pumped about D23, and now you got me excited because of, basically because Denzel. Den, if Denzel is in Marvel, I'm going, that's, that's kind of insane. That's a me. big get. No, I think we're going to get as many reveals as we did from San Diego Comic-Con. It's going to be just as bananas we will be here back with you next week to break it all down rugs where can the people find you online looking at porn oh um no no, no, just trying to be funny (laughs) um i'm uh, on twitter at really rug boy find me there uh I know you're a hooker. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, God damn you. Uh, damn Nick Cage. Cage. What the hell? Fuck it, Nick Cage. I'm in the middle of a homicide investigation. I'm sorry, Nick Cage. Well, I didn't mean to interrupt. I thought you were a cop, Nick Cage. <laughs> I'm a cop. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you, too. I'm going <laughs> to miss you, too, listener. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll beep you next time. You got to stop drinking while doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, it relaxes me. Well, <laughs> no, I don't have something for me. I end up Fuck throwing you. up all over the place. Talking <laughs> nerd. <laughs>